Yeehaw! And we're live. Dum, dum, dum. Brendan Chobb, I got to talk to you about marijuana and exercise. Oh, wow. Together as a group. Really? I am a huge fan. Today, I did something I haven't done in a long time. I haven't been getting high and working out. Uh, I got high and did yoga like a couple weeks ago, and I fucking loved it. It was a 90-minute class, and it went... I, I thought I was abducted by aliens, and I lost time. Hot aliens? <laughs> no. Hot aliens in spandex? The place I go to is not that... Well, they're very nice people. I'll just say that. <laughs> but when I, was, um, when I was in the class, usually the class, like 90 minutes, it's rough. Especially like those last 20. Are, you got to grind. You got to stay focused. Mentally tough. Yeah. Mentally challenging. It sounds like bullshit. Like, you know, like, oh, come on. These housewives are tough. Yeah. I've been through some yeah. shit. <laughs> and I, I've been through some shit with football and fighting in a 90-minute class. What? Yeah. And I didn't know it was 90 minutes. I thought it was 60. I was like, damn, I'm about to freak out. I didn't have water. I didn't, <laughs> you didn't have, have water? I didn't have water. Oh, no. I'm super gangster. I was like, yeah, 60 minutes. I'm cool with water. Then it gets to that hour mark, and I look over the girl next to her. I'm like, damn, are we supposed to rap soon? She goes, oh, no, honey. It's it's 90 minutes. You should have no seen my, I wish they had my face on camera. I was like, God. How did you do it with I'm about, no water? I'm about to break. <laughs> I'm about to break. You need to try that Wim Hof method. That dude, didn't he do like a marathon in the middle of the desert in Africa or something like that? No water? Yeah, he's an animal. Me making it through yoga, no water, just the same as him. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, bro. I was about to break. I was like, damn, these house moms, bro. Look at this bitch. There was something about doing it high where it was easier. And I don't necessarily know if that's good. See, I think that like sometimes like those mental struggles, that's good for the mind. I agree. Like, it steals up the mind. And the weed made it like almost easy. Easier. Really? Way easier. Like to the point where I was like, that was an hour and a half? Like I never do that when I'm sober. Ever. Ever. You're kind of freaking out towards the end? Yeah, Not usually, freaking out, but you're just like, damn. Just man. grinding. Like, yeah, grinding. Yes. Just, um, what I try to do towards the end of a yoga class, we sound like the biggest pussies that have ever walked the face of the earth. You know, when yoga gets hard. Hey, whatever, bro. Well, fucking, I love that shit. Fucking yoga gets hard, bro. The fucking you tough keep get going. going. Bro. <laughs> I toughen up, bro. I got mental toughness. I'm doing chaturanga and shit for real, so I don't give a fuck. 90 minute yoga will fuck you up. It will fuck you up. But what I um I do is I just try to concentrate on my breathing. That's it. Just concentrate on my breathing. And don't I don't let anything in. I don't let any complaints in. I don't let any I'm tired in. I just won't. I know it's there, but I just just bear down and really focus on breathing and bear down and focus on whatever I'm trying to do physically, whatever the posture is. Dude, for me it was uh, my, my I'm working so much and all I care about is work and it's all I think about all the time. But when I go to yoga, it's so hard. Yeah, it, it takes my mind off what's going on. Yeah, so it's like a reset button, but it is a motherfucker. I I feel the exact same way. It does something. There's something about holding poses and the difficulty and the focus that it requires to do it right. It sort of erases your mind. It cleans your mind out. It's almost like a, a car wash for your yeah, brain. Yeah, it's almost like a little reset. Where yeah. I can, then it helps later in the day. Oh yeah, it helps you. Like you you you're so much. Less, um, I want to say reactive, but you you're more relaxed when it comes to like outcomes of things. Mm -hmm. You're more relaxed when it comes to interactions with people. It makes you, I, I swear to God, I think it makes you a nicer person. I, really I agree. Do. It opens you up. I'm, yeah. I'm more open minded. I think it. Um, you know, I've been going for about three weeks now in Santa Monica. When I first got there, I'm literally no one talked to me. They're like, look at this fucking meathead mm. in here. No one talked to me. I was in the back. I'd come out. They'd have like their little groups, and I'd just be on my own. Like, Prejudice. Oh, damn it. I know, man. 
bullshit. Racism is real. Prejudice. Real. It's, it's not racism. Real. Well, race bit. of men. Race, race, of, race men. of real yes. men. That's yes. what it is. They're racist against real men. They're my friends. I want, them, human I, race. I want them over now, though. They're cool. You want them over now? Yeah, what's up, oh. Tina? You know, all oh, that okay, shit. Yeah, that kind of shit. Yeah. yeah. Eventually, you're going to get it's tea tough, together. man. Yeah, you never know. There's a place that I pass by in Santa Monica that has some yoga class. But it's like a, a factory that produces hot chicks with towels under their arm. Like, what? You want to talk hot? about mental toughness? <laughs> Try not popping a boner in my yoga class. Straight up. I get in there. I'm like, God mm. damn. The teacher goes, eyes forward, gaze forward, sir. Oh, my God. She tells you that? Oh, cut to everyone. Gaze forward. Wow. They catch people staring at asses. I'm sure. I'm sure. That's distracting as fuck. You imagine if you're in your pose and some dude is staring at your crack? I bet. That's I annoying. It. If I was a chick... I get I'd be it, man. Pissed. It is dark in there, though. Unless that's what I'm into. Some girls are into that. I agree. They don't pretend they don't like it. God, you, I hate it when people look. You at know me. what's weird? It, <laughs> it, it gives. Yeah. God damn it! How dare you? I hate it. Your ass cheeks are hanging out the back, <laughs> doing downward dog. Um, but the, the, some of the dudes in there, you know, God bless them. They're, they're not in great shape, and they just say fuck it. They're in basically a sunga, yeah. gut out. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, there's this guy that goes to my class, and I admire him. He's this old, fat, white guy. And he has, it looks like, probably never done a sport in his life. He might not have even ever used the stairs. He might have just used elevators his whole life. I mean, he looks like he's never even thought about <laughs> exercise. Like, nobody informed him what it was. He just got behind a desk and started eating. kind of awesome. Then he, then he hit, like, 60. And I don't know what, you know what motivated him. I've never had a conversation with him. But this dude is in there grinding grinding shirt off shirt off bandana yeah, he wears a white bandana like the karate kid yes <laughs> fucked up Folded. gray balding you know the whole deal it's like the whole the hair is chaos and <laughs> giant gut and gray hair all over his stomach and his tits but he's in there his tits. he's in there grinding that fucking guy's in there grinding you know he, i appreciate the hustle man fuck I yeah it. he can't do it if he, he stumbles gets right back up tries it again gets to the position holds it stumbles gets right back up Dude, tries I'm, it again i'm way too vain to do any of that i hold the position like a motherfucker <laughs> like if i fall everyone's like look at this asshole i stick with it well, there's levels for sure of of like commitment to a position right for sure and that's the the difference you see in people like there's this one girl in the class that i go to she's indian and uh i think she's indian she looks like she's indian talking feather racist. indian or no, dot no. indian talking people from the country india okay. not native americans be because indian. i am politically correct me too man that's dot indian you know <laughs> I don't think they like to be defined that way. I think they like Dollar Mende Indian. Oh, okay. You know who Dollar Mende is? No. No? You no. don't? Uh -uh. Oh, my God. To pull up the song Tunic, Tunic, Tune. This guy, there's a, a dude named Dollar Mende, okay? And he's like this Indian pop star guy. And he's got at least one song. I tried to listen to his other songs. Dog shit. I couldn't get into it. I bet. But he's got one song that's one of my all-time favorite songs. What? I don't know what the fuck. Is it he's big singing. over here? It's just you got to pull up the video. There. Pull up the video and show it to Brendan on this screen right here, the one over here, so we don't get kicked off of YouTube. Oh, I hope he's awesome. Oh my God, is he awesome, dude? You can, you're not even gonna believe this is a real dude. Really? And you're gonna like this song. I, I I used to play this song when I worked at Fear Factor. Hold it. Start from the beginning. Yes. Yeah, no. The music and um, right there, and then give me some volume. Here we go. <laughs> Look at the, the shitty graphics. Terrible Asteroids graphics. are coming in. Terrible Look at this. Looks like fucking Atari. 
Look at this dude. Took this Look audio off the stream. Fucking you took God. the audio off. Do you think they're real for this? Yeah. You think? Yeah. Look at this guy. Oh shit. Tell me. Is <laughs> the two of him, him and him, in the video? He's, he's like, you know what we need? We need more of me. I mean, he's dressed in traditional Indian, what looks like uh, magician's garb. Uh, oh, this is full fucking Aladdin up in this bitch. Come on, how it awesome is, is this? It's awesome. You know what I like about it? I have no idea what he's saying. So it's it's like music that you make with your mouth. Is his other songs just dog shit? I just couldn't get into him. Maybe someone needs to turn me into the right one. We, I'm sure he has some other hits. It's yeah, like well, Gangnam over there. Style. You know who Gangnam Style is? Yeah, that one. Yeah. He came out with another one, though. Is it a hit? It's a pretty big hit. Really? What's it called? My um, Daddy or something? Yeah, I got daddy. it from my daddy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, people, all you fucking haters out there. One hit wonder my yeah. ass. You know, Howard Stern was saying that once. I was listening to him. He was talking about that guy saying, what's he going to do now? It's like, it's over for him. I'm like, how? Why are you would you say? Well, this is the other thing. Like, maybe. Maybe it's over. But why? If the guy can do it once. Why can't, like, what is it that makes a fucking one-hit wonder? What is it? Like, why does someone become a one-hit wonder? Like, what, if you could put together, like, a banging song, like, there's a, a series of one-hit wonders, like, if you go to websites, like, sure. the best ever yeah. one-hit wonders. But if you could put together, like, one of those unbelievable banging songs, why can't you put together another one? Like, I don't get it. Do you think fame fucks them up? Yeah. Like, the struggle. Uh-huh. Same with a lot of things. Definitely. Yeah. That's that's but that's one ingredient in a giant poisonous stew. A huge ingredient yeah. though. Yeah. It's a big one. Huge one. It's also who wrote that song? Like what kind of collaboration? You know, did, did the person who write that song, did they write the rest of the songs? True. But a lot of times too, like when a band gets big and they have like maybe one hit or one album mm -hmm. and then, you know, fame comes, the tour comes, they're mm. busy. Uh, some guy feels like he needs more notoriety. Drugs kick into play. Drugs is a big one, man. Drugs is a big one. Yeah. Especially the downers, heroin and stuff and booze. Guys who just booze every night. Uh, just slowly pulls away. It's also, it's just, it gets to a point where I think they're, they're overwhelmed. You know, if you were a rock star and you're on stage and you're singing songs, there's 25,000 people out there and they're all screaming. You would be over. It's over. It's probably overwhelming. Could like, there be a better job though? What? <sighs> it's tough. You really don't have to train that much. You know what I'm saying? What? Well, How no, dare no. Don't you? get. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. You gotta practice. But we're we're talking about practice. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about practice. They practice, man. You ever seen? You ever go to band practice and watch those guys go over songs? Sure, have. It's way harder than being a comedian. No, I, I get that. I'm, I'm compared to being an athlete. Oh, like at, like okay. like look at if Jay Z wanted to have tits down to his ankles and eat hamburgers all day, he could do it and still make great music. Like the discipline's M maybe, different. Maybe, but you can't. Here's the thing about being a fat fuck: you can get famous being a fat fuck, and people will love you as a fat fuck, like Biggie. But you can't start out like Snoop Dogg and then look like Biggie and then blow up. You can't do that. Mm -hmm. Then you're a loser. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I see what you're like, saying. Like, we can't have evidence that you used to be healthy and then you're unhealthy. We can't celebrate <laughs> that. can't celebrate yeah. that. That's you what it is. There's rules. There's, There's rules, rules of perception. 
You know, the guy who doesn't give a fuck has never given a fuck. That's why he's always been fat. Biggie's always been fat. You see when he was 17, he was rapping on the corner? Yeah, he's, he's thick. He's fat. Yeah, he's a thick yeah, kid. He's never watched what he ate. Not a day, not a moment in his life. True. Did he go, so I that's shouldn't, his thing. probably shouldn't eat that. That's his thing. Yeah, that's him. That's him. But if you look like Tupac, all six-packed out, and then you became like Biggie, nah. But what what other job, and I think this is why I'm obsessed with musicians, it's, a, it's something, it's so... Uh, it's something I don't understand. It's the unknown to me, right? right. Like any any athletic <clears throat> endeavor, whatever, I get it, hard work, talent. But musicians, to me, it's so in this kind of outer space world because I've, I've never been musically gifted ever. You know what I'm right. saying? I don't get any of it. So when I watch them, what other job can you, like you see like Amy Winehouse, and these are terrible examples, but Kurt Cobain just fucked up, get on stage and just kill it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, they've been doing it so long though. It's like a part of their memory. You know, mm. they just know how to do it. They mm. just know how to do those songs and they get in there and they get in the groove and the music hits them and they just go with it. And I think that... Heroin. I think that heroin. <laughs> I think that stuff has some magical properties when it comes to music. I don't recommend doing it, and I don't think that's the only way to make great music. I think there's probably some safer, safer alternatives that also get you to a great place. But there's so many people that did heroin that made insane a ton, music. Man, a ton, so many, a ton. so many. And with Amy Winehouse, apparently it was booze was the one that killed her. Booze was big. Did you see her documentary, Amy? No. Man, that shit. I heard it's awesome. Did you see it? That shit is amazing. I heard it's awesome. Amazing. It's a real bummer, it. man. Super bummer. Because she finally kind of gets sober. I mean, I'm not, this isn't a fucking spoiler alert. She, everyone yeah. knows she's dead. But she finally gets uh, sober, and she's kind of doing right the right things. And then her manager and dad were like, yo, you need to go back on tour. And she's like, I'm telling you, this is a bad idea, man, because when I'm on tour is when I want to use because I mm. hate being away. And they put her on tour, and that's what did it. So they, did they say she needed to go on tour because she needed money? Is that what it was? No, she just had prior commitments. And they're oh. like, you owe it to them. Oh. And that's when she goes on, I think it's germany where she's just so fucked up falls off stage and she like forgets the oh, words and they start booing her that's you know self-sabotage yeah it was horrible man it's, it's so tough to watch well you know it's interesting we had steve-o on the podcast and steve-o went through a pretty lengthy detoxification sort of thing you know he he got he got sober and then he went through this like lengthy rehab and like at a live-in place and you know he went into great detail about it and about how long it took him till he was like legitimately sober like confident had a good foundation He was like legitimately sober and now he tours and does all these kinds of things which is crazy he Still does that sober. Yeah, like to inflict that pain when he's dead sober now to me. He's crazy. He's out of his mind He's definitely out of his mind But he when he's doing all this, you know, he's he's like confident that he's not gonna start using again I think when you're like someone like Amy and you're just clear of it and then the pressure of doing those performances. It's the temptation, right? Like yeah. you just can't be around it. Like like uh, Steve-O doesn't even drink, right? He won't do anything. I don't think he does anything. He does nothing. Nothing. Yeah. I think that's how it has to be. I don't know. For him, for I think him. everybody's got their own thing. Like I know dudes who have had problems with booze and uh, then they quit the booze and then they'll start smoking weed one day. And then they're like, oh, I can handle this. Like I, I have friends like that. And I know uh, like... Anthony Bourdain has famously had a problem with heroin, but he drinks. He drinks, lo loves weed. And he's fine. He's pff, fine. He's, he's, he's not even remotely an alcoholic. He doesn't drink when he's at home. Like, you could say he enjoys alcohol. He's an, al he's an alcohol enthusiast. Big difference, though. But, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't been have around a physical alcohol. addiction. Yeah, big difference. Yeah, he talks about how like, when he's <clears> home, he doesn't drink. He just doesn't drink, you know, and he doesn't need it. That's crazy discipline. 
I don't think it's discipline. I really? Think, I think there's a, well, I think most certainly is discipline that he chooses not to, but it's also an ethic, but it's also, I think we're talking about like a physical need, like a physical addiction. And he doesn't have that. Would Some you... people do though. Some people do. They get a little bit of alcohol in them and then they're fucked and they can't true, stop. They can't stop. They can't yeah. even function. I've met them. I know it's true. I know people, I, I've met people like that rather. I know it's true. I know they do it. Do I've you, seen do you it. have an addictive personality? Not booze. No. No, not at all. What about booze. marijuana? No, neither one. No, I, I like can. You could stop right yeah. now. Well, I, I enjoy them. I enjoy Big them. Big difference. But though. like, if I go on vacation, I don't take weed with me. Yeah. If I go away, <clears throat> I'm with my family. Most of the time, I don't take shit with me. Sometimes I'll take like a breath strip for the flight. <laughs> or if I get a crazy idea and I have to write something down and everybody's asleep, I'll pop a breath strip in. Yeah, nothing go wrong on with a journey. Go on a little journey. Oh. Get creative, man. But would I you could, say you're addicted to work though? There's different kind of addictions. You know what I'm saying? No. Definitely not. Really? No, I enjoy it. feel like it. you're the hardest working guy I know. But I enjoy it. I get that. <clears throat> but it's not addictive. Like, I could quit. Oh. I could quit all of it except comedy, I think. I mean, I could do that, too. I could quit that, but that would bum me out. Comedy's the most fun. But everything else, even the most fun aspects of it, I could walk away from. Like, like what's the most fun aspect about the UFC? It's actually watching the fights. 100%. It's not working. Yeah. That's not the most fun aspect of it. Like it's being the, literally the best seat in the house, yeah. watching the best fighters in the world. That is the best part of it. But the, the talking part actually makes it less enjoyable. The working part makes the fights less enjoyable. I bet, man. Like, I enjoy the fights more when we're doing these fight companions than any other time. Me too. We're all hanging. We're watching, and we're, we're broadcasting, too. There's, like, this extra element because it's going out there, too, and we know people are laughing with us. For sure, man. Yeah. But the, when I, whenever I go to the fights, when I'm physically there, I don't have as good of a time. I, I think for me, because, you know, I've been in there, I, I get these nerves Anxiety. and this stress. Yeah. And so for me, I don't enjoy it. So, mm. like, this weekend, I can't tell you how many times it, when I was at Fox, oh, see you at the fights. Like, I won't be there, man. Mm. I'd, I'd rather stay here and watch it. Well, there's other thing about watching at home. You get the perfect angles. You're seeing it from inside the cage. Whereas from outside the cage, you're looking through the fence. Yes. And that's people, you don't consider that until you go there and you go, oh, you got to look through the fence to see the fights. Like, I've seen some of the greatest fights of all time up close, but through a fence. Whereas a lot of people that are watching it at home, like, there's, there's a thing you have to do when you're looking through a fence. You're not focusing on the thing that's closest to you. You're focusing on the thing that's past you. So you always have this peripheral distraction. That fence is always going to be there. Well, be, being uh, being cage side isn't the best seat. It's the most no. expensive seat right. in the house. But really, it's almost you almost want to be in that that first mm -hmm. middle tier. Yep. So you have this view. So you're over the cage. Does that yes, make sense? Yes, hundred percent. And that's especially for boxing. Hundred percent for boxing. Boxing has a way better viewing um, position than the UFC because. Um, the rings are low, and you can see every punch that lands to the face, like, super clear. Mm -hmm. There's never an obstruction. Whereas, like, even me being right there at the desk, if someone's behind a post, like, you'll see me sometimes. I have to get on top of the table. Yeah. I get up on the table, and I'm, like, looking here to make sure, like, if I need to know, if, like, a camera's not showing me where a hand position is, mm -hmm. if someone's going for a guillotine, I don't know if they have their hands clasped or something. I, I, I have to physically get up and move sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I'm fucking right there. You know, when you're at home, there's you you're you're watching that shit clean. And sometimes I feel like when you're at home, you're getting those best angles. It makes the fight, even if it was a phenomenal fight, that much more epic because you're yeah. you're seeing it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like Definitely. when you're in person, it's kind of hard to 
kind of see it mm-hmm. break down what you've actually seen. Yeah. When you see it clear on camera and they're doing the replays, you're like, yeah. holy shit. And man. you hear it better. You hear it better. 100%. Because you got a microphone inside the cage, so you hear those whack. You know, like we'll play some shots sometimes, like we're going to play this back and so you can hear it. So you get to hear like a knee slamming into someone's ribs or something like that. That yeah, whack. Like um, Kyle Noak, I think we did that in his uh, knockout in uh, Australia, that front kick yeah. to the body. Yep. He shot this perfect front kick to the body, and the dude just went, ah! Peter Sabata, like he made this like, ah! Like you can it's hear nothing it. nothing he can do, yeah. Nothing he can do. It would, but you hear the slap of the ball of his t- his foot just slamming into that dude's body. It was like a perfect front kick. Kyle Noak looks great. That's the thing. A, a lot of those shots, he, he, when you can hear that, yeah. boom, especially boom. heavyweights. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Boom. You're not going to hear them that good inside the actual arena itself. There's so much crowd noise. Is like unless you're right there, it's hard to hear. Like if you even and you're on the first tier, it's hard to hear the impact with everybody yelling and all that screaming. Yeah, I don't know when I'll go to another live event. For me, it's too stressful. Even football games stuff for me to go to, but nothing. The UFC, it's just so intense, and for mm. me, it gives me these nerves being right back there. Even hotel, I hate staying in hotels because of the stress of fight week. Ho- wow, I, I hate it. Ask Callan. When Callan and I go on the road, I always look for an Airbnb house because I hate hotels. Wow. Because I get super stressed. I get anxiety. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that rough? Oh, you want to go on vacation uh, with me? No, no. Wow. You really don't. I know. It's an issue. That's funny. I know, man. That's a weird issue. Yeah, it is. The thing about being there live, though, is the energy in the room that you get where it's like it feels like history. Like there's been some fights where I was at. Or I was like taking it all and I'm like, wow, I just witnessed some history. I like agree. when Weidman knocked out Anderson, I remember when like when Anderson went down and Weidman was just playing basketball with his head. Ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. And, and it was sinking in. Oh, my God, Anderson is fucking out cold. This is real. Like it didn't seem real. Yeah. until You know how when like something that's truly spectacular like that happens, it almost doesn't seem real as it's going on. Looks like a video game. Yeah. Well, especially because Anderson had beaten everybody for so long. We had got it in our head that Anderson wins. Anderson beats everybody. Anderson beats Stefan Bonner. It looked like he was going to lose to Chael Sonnen, throws up that triangle and catches him. Anderson beats this guy. Anderson knocks out Vitor with the front kick. And then you see... That Chris Weidman left hook just crank, just crank on his chin, and then you see Anderson's eyes roll back, and you're like, your brain is trying to process it. Like, am I seeing this? Yeah, is this bullshit. real? And then he's down, and I'm like, ah! and then I remember whatever fucking noises I make, like, oh, oh, and then Weidman's on top of him, boom, 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 and they stop the fight. And I go, oh my god, crazy. Like you just realized, did this? Did I just see this? I think there's there's no other live sporting event better than a good solid UFC fight. There's I agree. no better live event like this weekend UFC 194. It, obviously, it's sold out, but that will be the best live event to go to. Yeah, it, there's nothing by far. Like there's nothing like nothing. Like now that. on the other end of that, if it's a sleeper, if it's a rough night. It is the worst event to go to. Yeah, if, if they're boring. all decisions, like all in there, it's a long night. It gets really boring. It can get boring. Yes. Compl- I mean, that's like anything, but it's tough, man. You know what I think is a tough thing when they have fights in high altitude? You know, like unless you got all Colorado guys and Albuquerque guys and they're fighting in Denver. Like, shit, man. Well, who the fuck thought to put Mark Hunt and Ben Rothwell in Denver? Yeah, that was, was like, you know what? Sign them up for Denver. And then how about this? They Then they go put Mark Hunt with Fabricio in Mexico City, which is 2,000 feet above Denver. Oh, and you give him like a six-day notice, and he's yeah. 300 pounds. And he almost won. 
talk about, about that. A, well, Warrior. Yeah, what? came out in the first round, almost won. You know, and then comes out in the Stipe Miocic fight out of shape, you know, gets beaten down in that fight. And, and then, then great. Oh, my God. In great he shape. Fantastic. shape. He didn't even have to cut any weight at all to well, make 265. Well, I saw they just announced uh, Verdum, uh, Kane, February yeah. 8th or 6th. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the early. Super Bowl weekend. That's mm -hmm. when Jamie does all his gambling. Look at him. I hear that, smiling. Doug. Love Look at him. Football game. Look gets at crazy. Him. Gets Scrooge McDuck in his brain. <laughs> <laughs> but did they announce where that fight's at? Is it uh, Vegas? It's a Vegas fight for sure. I couldn't imagine it being anywhere else. A fight like that, that's a big fight. There's going to be a lot of betting. Unless it's in Brazil. Don't, don't honey dick Kane and make him go to Brazil. Let's let him, let's keep him in Vegas, Listen, man. Listen, man. Kane is one of my favorite all-time fighters. However, he's not the champ anymore. The champ is Fabricio Verdum. And if Fabricio Verdum wants to fight in Brazil, and what if he's only going to have one fucking title fight ever? Who knows? Hey, he's, homeboy, he's it like doesn't work like that. Ask Holly Home out as to being champ. Well, listen. They said, hey, real quick, Holly, uh, just a reminder, you ain't shit. You're going to fight when Ronda's ready. How so rude. we're going to do it in July. How rude. Tell me about it. I, mm. so I didn't make this decision. I'm just saying, the champ really, a lot of times, unless your name's Conor McGregor or Ronda Rousey, you don't have shit to say. Well, it is such a different scenario than it is in boxing. But in boxing, there are some parallels. Like you saw Tyson Fury beat Vladimir Klitschko. Did you see that bizarre fight? Like it's he beat the like, shit out of him. But Vladimir Klitschko like forgot how to box. He, I think age caught up with him. You he think that's just what it is? overnight? He looked like pure shit. Well, and Tyson's it, tough to fight, yeah, man. He's tough. Well, he's undefeated. He's on, but he, but uh, he's on the feed. He's taller than mm -hmm. Klitschko. He's yep. very awkward. Yep. He didn't really respect him. He's playing these games. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. It looked like something was wrong with Klitschko's right hand. Did it? He didn't throw anything. He threw nothing. I think he was worried. I, think I agree. He, just, I, he couldn't get the, the shit talking. Down. I think the shit talking got to him. The guy constantly talks shit. Fuck with his emotions, you know. And I think. He got, he's all wound up tight. I think that's a big, big issue with fighters. Big issue. Even with Klitschko, though? He's yep. been through the yep. ringer. Yep. He's been lost in 10 years. Doesn't matter. That kind of shit talking, that kind of disrespectful shit talking, then your I boy think Aldo's still gets to you. fucked Saturday. Aldo's a different guy. We, I think Aldo. Then Klitschko? Yes. You're Klitsch talking about an Olympic gold medalist. Yes, but Klitschko has been a guy that they have labeled as a guy who has issues with mental toughness. He got knocked out by Corey. What the fuck is his name? I want to say Corey Anderson. What the hell? No, not Corey Anderson. Um, the South African guy uh, knocked him out. Not and then Brewster. Lamont Brewster knocked him out too. Yeah, Brewster Both guys knocked him out. Knocked him out. Yeah. And, you know, the guys were saying like that he had issues with mental toughness. That was the rap on him. This is not my opinion. This is the this is like the the boxing insiders that knew him from the gym would yeah. say these things. And that was one of the things that they brought up in this fight that Tyson Fury believed from talking to people that trained with Klitschko at Emmanuel, with Emmanuel Stewart that Klitschko could be broken, that he could be bullied, he could be fucked with. You can get inside his head. You know, I mean, no one's been able what to do it for name? ten what was years. The first guy? No one's been able to do it for 10 years. Yeah, I mean, look, I'll he's tell you, giant I'll tell you who and he has a great jab. Both these boys, and he fights who? Saturday night. That Anthony Joshua guy from England. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. Did you look this kid up? Yeah, I did. Yeah, oh. he looks terrifying. God, dog. And you know who everybody's ducking? Shannon Briggs. They really are. They don't want none of that. I mean, he's older, but yeah. He's, he's, he's listen, older. He's 43 he's older. years old. But he is still packing some serious fucking power. 100%. And he's got a he's got a wicked left hook to the body. He's, he's got nasty a, a skillful as fuck, I agree. like skillful delivery of punches 
that is unparalleled in that division. I think if you watch the way he delivers combinations, he can deliver a one-two vicious left hook to the body that there's not a lot of guys in that division could do. I it's know, a craft. It's, I know, him. but it's hard to sell a 43-year-old. Oh, yeah, it is. Being your champ. Corey Sanders, that's who it is. Thank you. Um, um, pull up uh, the last fight, Shannon Briggs' last fight. Dude, he's fighting a guy who does not deserve to be in the ring with him, right? He's a former world champion, and at one time he's like one of the, the biggest prospects in the heavyweight division. Yeah. But he hits this dude with a one-two, like a gentle one-two, and then bop, just pops him on the left hook, and left hook to the liver, and the guy goes, <laughs> his body just crumbles. <laughs> it's the way he delivers it. Like, there's a fluidity to his left hook, like Nikki Holtzkin. You ever seen Nikki Holtzkin throw that yes. left hook? Ooh, that Probably the best left hook, hook in the world. That left hook is a goddamn thing of beauty. From the, it's from the heavens, yes. It's, the way Nikki throws it, too, it's like he, he gets you thinking about these head punches, and then snap, whop, he just snaps it in, like, right in the pocket, in that liver shot. You oh. know they, not to go back then, but you know they took Tyson Fury's title away. Yeah, that's what I was going to gonna say. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like, in MMA, you can't really, you can't look at it that way. Watch, well, I guess we're going to see a replay. Briggs is But why don't you swole. bring it back to the beginning, Jamie, so you can watch it from the beginning. Ooh, Briggs is jacked, son. Well, let's, can we go to the beginning of the video? Just go all the way to the beginning. There you go. Right Oof. to the beginning. But look at this. Oof. That's it. That's exactly what I was looking for. Do that again. Bop, Play bop. that again. Play that again. But, but just watch the fluidity. Pop, pop. Watch this. Come on, son. That's nasty. Pop, pop, and then that left hook under the arm. Come, who the fuck? Who boxes like him in the heavyweight division? I would say, one more time, do that thing from the beginning. Look at that. You know, that, the, the, the whipping fluidity to his punches. You know, like he's got like this real refined style of a punching. Do it. Pray, he, he's going to struggle with a younger guy like that, Do, oh, yeah. that Joshua or Dante Wilder, though. But they're not going to sit there. That's true. They're going to push a hard pace. They're going to get in his I face. Mean, that guy he's fighting got he got straight off the bus and look at this put on the Yeah, that's nasty. Yeah, but you know he had a hard time with Vitaly Klitschko. Vitaly Klitschko beat him up. But I don't know if he was working as hard back then as he was now. He's sort of like a reborn he wants kind of now. a guy. Yeah. You know? Good he, for him, man. He's got all these motivational videos online, too. Like, he's an interesting guy. He I'm puts a fan. Up these, I am, too. Me too. I am, too. I want to see him get a shot before he's too old. You know, he's 43. It's going to be tough, man. Dude. Especially him and with Tyson, Tyson Fury, Fury would be some wild shit. That would be, be a wild-ass fight. Talking. Him and uh, Deontay Wilder, that would be another wild fight. Dude, I'm trying to see Deontay Wilder and that Joshua guy. Yeah, that would be interesting. It's a fight, but boxing, man, not right, and it's it takes forever for anything to work out. Did you see Canelo Alvarez? Yes, Miguel Cotto. How good did Alvarez look? Jesus Christ, he looked good. He looked good to me. He's not the savior. Like he's not the Mexican savior that we're all looking for. He could not, be. not yet. He not could yet. Be. I, I sh if I'm he was better. If, if I'm Canelo's camp, you're not fighting Triple G next. We're not doing that. That's a bad idea. As a fan, I'm like, fuck yeah, fight. You know what the problem with the Triple G fight is? As an as like a, if I was a promoter, mm -hmm. I would say that guy only sold 145,000 pay-per-views in his last fight Like nobody knows who the fuck he is yet. And he's dangerous as fuck. He's dangerous as fuck And if you're gonna have that fight that should be maximized like, I agree man. when Floyd and Manny they almost missed the boat right because Floyd or oh, they missed the boat Well, they kind of did but they still they still hit it pretty goddamn hard. It was the biggest it, fight ever It went still. big. I'm just saying it could have been bigger if they did it two years right. ago. They got lucky and they they Pulled it back once Manny came back and won some fights True. and looked really good. But if you look at that division right now, you know, like uh, if you look at like if you look at Canelo's fight with Floyd, 
You know, that was like a good fight for Canelo to learn. He's like really young. He's trying to figure it's it too out. Too much for him. Too much Made for him. Made a mainstream. Yeah. Though. But if you look at like Gennady Golovkin is a totally different kind of a guy. He's like, he's a dangerous guy. He's right. No, he's ready to go. Yeah. Like he's ready to fight anyone in the world and beat him yeah. right now. Canelo's not at that stage if, yet. He might be though. You think? See, yeah. After he's being got, an older Cotto? Yeah, but he looked good. He looked good. He was showing all kinds of skills that he hadn't shown before. That counter uppercut. It's nasty. He, he was doing a lot of His nasty stuff in there. His defense looked amazing. And he fucking hits hard. He scares guys because he doesn't throw a lot of half speed stuff. He it's doesn't power. allow stuff. Yeah, it's just it's an assault, you know. And you feel that like that pressure right off the beginning. Like he puts this pressure on Cotto, and that pressure is always there. It's a part of the fight. It's like his power and his his presence. They, they, they are an, an added element that, that Cotto has to consider that he didn't have to consider with Cotto. Like, yeah. with Cotto, he had a minus P's and Q's. He had a huge good defense. And, you know, he had, a, he had a stay on him. But he's really only dealing with a left hook. Cotto really never hurts guys that bad with his right hand. Mm -hmm. But he has a very, very nasty left hook. But he's really been fighting smaller guys, I was going to say, he's a lot smaller. Yeah. Like Cotto's thing, even if he was landing, Canelo didn't respect He just walked through it. Canelo's like... Probably a buck seventy when he's walking around. He's tiny. I've done stuff. I've done Canelo uh, or Cotto. Uh, Cotto. Cotto. Cotto's yeah. tiny. Sorry. Cotto yeah, Cotto is, yeah. I've done uh, campaigns with that guy, and he is tiny. What is he like? Five five, five six, five six, probably. And five, he weighs one fifty five in shape, right? Yes. Yeah, and Canelo cuts down mm -hmm. and then probably gets in the 170s yeah, right man. he's a big boy he's a big boy bigger for that weight class and that's why floyd wanted a catchweight fight with him exactly right? yeah and that's why they did a catchweight with Cotto and canelo yes see we got to weaken that kid you know we weaken him to get him down there but see but i the, the the thing i do like about boxing is by the time these guys reach their potential they've had like 20 or 30 fights yep. you know what i'm saying like they've had a lot of experience they're ready for that next step exactly in the ufc we don't have that really exactly we just exactly. don't have that and like look at page and uh rose mm -hmm. rose exactly. i think is what three and two or some shit like that mm -hmm. and they're headliner yeah, it's tough, man. Well, that's also the women's division is a little bit less experienced. Not a little, a lot less experienced than the men's division. There's that. That's a but, bad example, but like uh, at least Sage Northcutt. Like, I mean, you want to talk about a mismatch? This this fight Cody tonight. Fister? How dare you? What's that face? How he's, he's out there. His mom's out how there. How dare his you? His parents are watching. I am. I mean, I know Sage is gonna kick his head off i mean that Maybe. fight is tailor-made for him we'll see but 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 i'm just saying it's a good it's i'm not saying Cutting it's an easy fight one of those youtube videos cody fister on top ground and pounding him <laughs> and, and him out in 30 seconds and chob's like fuck me oh i know right oh the, there you go shop way to go <laughs> yeah, you, you don't fuck, know shit you don't you know shit idiot. man you didn't call the ronda fight either you <laughs> idiot um i'm just saying i i, I like this step for sage right yes. like it's a yes. good progression in his career well he's in a deep 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 Deep, he deep jacked. division. He is jacked. Boy is in we need shape. a new word. We need a new Instead word. Jacked? jacked and shredded because he's like some new thing. He doesn't have any fat. He has no fat and I he's I can't think that's up. healthy. I got to think that like some fat is probably like good for your body. It's good for cardio too. Yeah. Yeah. It's good for your cardio. Um, well, it's also like depending on what your body's using for fuel. True. Like what are you using for fuel? Is your body using fat or is your body using glucose? Because you're not getting any glucose in a five round fight. Oh, look at this boy. I mean, he looks like he'd just be the lead singer of a boy band Shredded. right now. Somebody on the underground, I forget what the the exact quote that he looks like. I'm, I'm going to butcher this because I, I don't have it in front of me, but they said something like, he looked like a boy band fucked an American Eagle. 
<laughs> whoever that it's is that true. said that, I'm sorry. It's I didn't give you credit. True. Um, this kid's just shredded. Yeah, I think he said something like someone from NSYNC fucked an American Eagle. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. know. I mean, fuck. How long do you think he can keep pussy away? Because it's got to be like a swarm of malaria-ridden mosquitoes flying what? into his hotel room. Think about every fucking what? How every can he? girl wants to get with it, and he's in. He's at Texas A&M. I don't know if you ever seen those smoke oh shows God. at Texas A&M. Those are my favorite girls. But they're the best. God bless them. Yes, them and Australians. The Australians get wild. They're pretty um, hot. I just feel like homeboy is going to have to break at some point. But you know what's weird is, do you, you see the article on his dad? I heard, but I didn't I didn't bother digging in because I figured, you know what, I don't even want to read this. I mean, it's just his dad has, you know, apparently a dark past. So it has nothing to do with him. They just right. assume that his dad has this weird past that Sage is on some shit. I don't think so. The kid's well, too say young the and path. What is the path? Uh, Pat, I think you went to prison like for uh, ten plus years for uh, selling steroids and other stuff and cocaine, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's a good combination. If you want to be really angry and strong, especially if you're in pride, <laughs> especially if you're in pride, it's a hell of a drug. <laughs> I think you uh, win a belt. Yeah, I, I hope it doesn't have anything to do with him. I hope his dad no, it, is reformed. No, I'm sure. Come on, he's just a freak, man. Could be. You know. Yeah. Well, he's also been training since he was five, and the you know here's the thing about steroids. You need a lot more than that to look like that. To be that lean, that's genetics. Man. It's genetics, and it's insane work. Yes, there's just no way around it. More, you know? more I'd say more genetics than anything. Hundred percent at his age. Yeah, more and genetics. I think a strict diet for the majority of his life. I mean, he's been eating like lean chicken, and like he he details like what he eats. Really? He's been, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's in college too, so I'm sure after this fight, he's fuck he's balls deep in Chipotle. Or something. I don't think he is, man. You don't, I don't think, think so? I think he's one of those guys. Ooh, those guys are tough to hang. Those out are with. scary. Those guys are well, tough. To well, hang look out. at him. He's got this like fucking uh, this glow. This like yeah, everything's amazing. You know? Just, yeah. <laughs> He's like still coming out like of the womb. Yeah, like he has you know? no idea. He's never seen anything dark in his life. Did you see him deadlift He's done like some dark shit? Five hundred pounds or some shit? Does he really? He like looks at the camera. He's like, "Hey, everybody!" And he's just like, Jesus. and he just sets it down. Well, we were waiting for these guys to start showing up. These guys who's who have been a project by some overzealous father who has a martial arts background and, a and takes the kids. Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't want that guy. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he did in the eighties. Like yeah. he had a tap well, in the nineties. When, when did tap out start? If, if he had a tap out shirt in like '98, I'll accept it. And he's watching just Rich Franklin. <laughs> what is that? Why are you showing that? Oh, there he is! Ass? Look at him! Look, he's like, hey, there you go! Hey, check this out, everyone! Is that real? Yeah, that's real. Look, hey, that guy lifted 500 pounds like it's nothing. Kadoosh! I don't know how much that is. It looks like a shitload, though. That's a lot of weight. I don't know who that is. What is, is that? I'm not mad at girl that. With sticking her ass out. Holy Jesus! Not mad at her. Oh, yeah, that's a strong fucker. He's, uh, he's definitely talented. He's got Super a lot of techniques, talented. too. And he's really good at transitioning between striking and grappling. But what I was going to say when we're, we, we went on this long, circuitous route is that someone like a Holly Holm is not in a position like a Tyson Fury is. Where Tyson Fury can say, fuck it, I don't want to fight this Russian She's cat. Not? But hold on, let me finish. Sorry, let me finish. She, he's, he can say, Tyson Fury could say, I don't want to fight this Russian dude. And they will, fuck it, we're stripping you the title. He's like, whatever, bitch. I know I'm still the champ. Everybody knows I'm the champ. I just beat Vladimir Klitschko. Fuck you. Like, he can do that and get away with it. And he can go to Bob Arum. Or he can go to, top, you know, Golden Boy or the Money Team. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's all these the different promoters. Team, yeah. Floyd Mayweather. For sure. No, I'm with you. There's it's all these funny. different promoters that will put on excellent fights that are big pay-per-view events that HBO can show. That's the difference. 
with the UFC, it's the UFC. There's one game in town. So if Holly Holm says, you know what, um, I'm not waiting for Ronda Rousey. I'm fighting Misha Tate. Put the fucking fight together. Can't do it. Really? I disagree. But this is what I'm saying. I how disagree. Is she, how can she? She, what I'm she saying can say, listen, how if can you she? don't give me a fight before then, come July, I'm not doing shit. Oh, okay. and your biggest payday? I'm not doing anything. You can't do that. Because cause she's got a contract. I'm sure she has a contract. And I'm well, sure, they I can't find her. I don't know what the contract says when you're the champion. Do you? I, I would assume that it, it says something. They, they must have to get it in writing in some way that you're obligated to defend your title against a challenger of their choosing. I, I, I would assume. Okay, if I was going to run a promotion like and that's, the UFC. That's fine. I'm just saying if... if if let's say if I'm John Jones or if I'm Ron, right. look at Ronda's calling the shots, my man. I don't know if you guys realize Ronda's basically like, listen, I have this movie here. I need to fight here. That's how this is going down. Okay, let me correct. And, I, and, I'm, and let I'm me just, correct. And you. I'm saying with Holly, let me correct you. Go. That's, this is not. That's not what's going on. What's going on is a number. That number is two hundred. UFC two hundred. They want to make it the biggest fucking UFC the world has ever known. They're already advertising it. Okay, you'll see these big like big images. It just comes on July two thousand sixteen UFC two hundred. There's no other number. Hold on. There's no other number that's like that. That they're looking towards this thing. Then there's also this gigantic arena that's opening up in Vegas in April. So they know that that's where they're going to do it. And they know they're going to do it in July. So this is what's motivating. No, if you I don't, get that, Joe. If you don't think that they're the ones that are guiding this to July and not Ronda, guarantee you it's them. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, saying previously before Ronda's been able to, with movies and everything, decide oh. when she fights. Yeah, well, not now, now, though. No, not now. This is whatever. I don't know what, how, how if her jaws mess up or what, with this now. Yeah, I'm just saying if I'm Holly, she has more power than she thinks. Yes and no. Because if someone mean, was out that long, because it's a long time, you know what I'm saying? Mm, but, yeah. but, the, but from a business standpoint, I'm with Dana White. That fight has to happen. You can't have Holly fight anyone else. See, I disagree. Really? Okay, yep. Yeah, I disagree. Go, tell, watch how many pay-per-views Holly versus Misha sells. Okay, listen. First of all, this is what I think. This is my personal opinion. All right? This is just, this is just opinions. Yeah, just a couple I guys talking. I think you're crazy to not have more than one superstar. Okay, and I think Holly has the legit possibility of being a superstar legit. She has everything going for her She's a preacher's daughter. She is very well-spoken She's very calm and she's got a great personality and she's sweet and people root for her And in the face of all the craziness and the trash talking the media obligations and the pressure She showed character and she never cracked and when she got in there She performed like a world-class fighter I agree. and became the new champion mm -hmm. that, That's a potential superstar. Okay for sure and if Ron is gonna be out for this long amount of time Why rush her? Why, I mean, if July, okay, you're talking about July, right? We're in December, mm -hmm. January, February, March, April, May, June, July, seven, seven months. She just said in an interview that she's not going to be able to eat an apple for six months. Forget about taking impact. So how is that going to happen in July and have her be at her optimum? How is it going to happen? I don't know. You, you, the this UFC is what I'm pushing it. I but I don't know what the, I don't know who's. I haven't talked to anybody. I don't okay. know. But this but is what I'm, my, my personal opinion. Okay, Holly Holm could be a fucking monster. She could be a monster. And it, she could be a, um, a monster on the level of any champion in combat sports, any champion in the UFC. She can. If Holly Holm just goes on to dominate the way Ronda dominated, and we all know that she knocked Ronda out, if she gets in there and fights 
fill in the blank, fill in whatever girl's name, Michelle and Day. head kicks her into oblivion okay. on television. Everybody's like, holy shit, we got a new one. Rhonda didn't become Rhonda immediately. She became Rhonda with a series of spectacular victories. True. Holly Holm strings a few of those together. You got another gigantic dynamo. Then when Rhonda's ready to come back and she's 100% healed and healthy and has made some corrections and really worked on fixing whatever holes were exposed during her game, then you have this monumental fucking super fight. And if Misha wins, then you've got a crazy fucking love triangle here. No. See, this and this all sounds what are you great. Knowing? What I'm are you saying knowing? no because this all sounds great unless Holly and Misha fight or Holly fights Cyborg and she loses. Your biggest okay. payday goes out the Cyborg's window. Cyborg's out the window because she now she's saying she's not going to make 135. Let's just look, let's look let's at what Misha. we got here. Misha. Okay, if Misha wins, if Misha beats Holly Holm. And then Misha wants to fight round, Ronda again, and I'm then they good. make a Misha Ronda. You're good. You're crazy. What the fuck? Are what you if she? About? What if She's she keeps the fight twice. standing and outstrikes her? They've you already fought twice. That's true. You're telling me that, been a you're telling me that's going to break records? Misha Tate I think it'd Ronda be an three? interesting fight. No, 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 I didn't ask I that. I think it could be an interesting fight. Break records. I don't know if it'll break records. The I think thing that to breaks break records, records is Holly. Yes, Holly Ronda is your money fight. But if Holly, you got. I think the long game is if Holly gets even better. If she gets even more recognition I agree. and Rhonda fully heals up, and you also give a chance for Misha Tate to take that title, you, you run a risk. But I think even if Misha Tate beats Holly and they have a three-round rematch between or a five-round main event rematch, non-title fight, if Misha's got the strap and Holly and Rhonda go at it in a five-rounder, that shit would still be bananas, gigantic. I, I agree. And I, I everybody makes money. You the, get more superstars. You the, get the, more, more like high level, like marquee matchups. But marquee don't, don't you think that? Because I don't think Ronda has three or four fights left in her. So this whole round robin. Why do you thing, say that? Because she said, if I lose to Holly, I'm, I'm going to retire. So by even saying, if I fight Holly and I lose, I'm going to retire. She said that. She said that Oof. in a recent interview. That's not she good. Goes, if I were to lose to Holly, I'm done. I, I retire. Wow. I, yeah, I'm not making that up. So when, as soon as someone says, if this were to happen, I'm going to retire, that means you're already thinking about the end of the road. So there's going to be no round robin. So the short game and the big payday and the short scheme is Ronda Holly. So I get the July wait. I'm just saying it sucks for Holly. That's I, the only person that loses in this is Holly. I think, I think July is, uh, is going to be tricky if Ronda's telling, if she's honest or if she's accurate, rather. About how long it's going to take her to heal up. Well, she, July got, is going she to be just tricky. got cleared. She just got cleared. But she also did an interview where she said she's not going to be able to eat an apple. I know. That's what I don't understand. Well, that's and, what I'm saying. And she's also staying with, uh, uh, I forget his name now, fucking uh, uh, Edmund. homeboy, Edmund. She's staying with Edmund, too. So that's another thing. So she's staying with Edmund, and th this is the issue. Where do you think she should go? I have no idea. If I, if I had a plan, I would, I would tell you, Joe. But... She has to get better, and I think the, everyone's doing her a disservice, including Dana White, including Edmund, saying you just had you, you've been so busy, all this stress, because all it is Ronda, Ronda, Ronda. Mm -hmm. Can we give Holly the credit? And say Holly's just better, man. And for Ronda to beat her, she has to get better in striking. That's mm -hmm. the only way she's going to beat her. If you think she's going to beat her by grappling, you're full of shit. It's not yeah. going to happen. So to fight in July and she's shooting a movie, really, and she's staying with the same trainer. Why do you think the outcome's going to be different? Well, it could. Well, first of all, I disagree that she couldn't beat her in grappling. I think it's very possible that she could catch her with something. 
It's very possible. There could be a scramble and she can catch her. 100% it's possible. But why you say it's not then? I'm saying the chances of her beating Holly, because her only chance is to grapple, right? Right. Okay, so let's say that doesn't work again and we're back to stand-up. Okay. So why why would you think of continuing what you're doing is going to be any different? But wouldn't you say she has a distinct advantage in grappling? If it goes down there? If it goes down there, right? But wouldn't you say that? Like, Holly's only been grappling for a few years. 100% Holly's never been taken down. Well, she was down in this fight, but it was really, she was on top. She took Ronda down. She she took Ronda down, and the one time where Ronda was going for the arm bar, Ronda was on the bottom. Mm -hmm. Um, But theoretically, I mean, at least if you looked at the two of them in terms of just raw grappling, you would have to think that Ronda's got a much higher level of her game. 100%. If she didn't get tagged the way she got tagged it's in that fight, if. it is a big if. It's a giant if. It's so if almost you, if an you take away, if, if you take away Holly's phenomenal striking, yeah, we then then you don't know. You game. don't have to take away her striking. You just have to avoid it. You have to figure out a way to avoid it. And one of the ways to avoid it is not go head on. Like you look at the Ra- Raquel Pennington fight. Raquel fought a much more conservative fight with Holly, and that was a, it's a split different decision. De- it's a different demeanor. You're talking about footwork angles, mm-hmm. yeah. less aggressive. That's not how well, Ronda got this famous. It's true, but but that doesn't mean anything. It's like, what do you have to do to win? Forget about what got you famous. What do you? What's the the best tactical, technical approach to fighting someone who is as talented a striker as Holly? And do you, do you have that? Do you have that skill set in seven months? That's a good question. Do you have the skill set to get great footwork, avoid Holly striking, get her down to the ground? And we know that there's only a couple ways to develop the kind of movement that she's going to have to get, mm-hmm. and one of those is sparring. Hundred percent. Like you're going to have to spar, so you're going to have to be able to get hit. And if you have five, six months where you can't get I mean, who knows? She might have overestimated that. They might like look at it again in a couple months. It might heal up quick. Maybe there's some things they can do to help it heal up. Who knows? Who knows? But if, if she, say if she was fine, if she's fine now, like didn't have any teeth problems, yeah. didn't have any of that, like how long do you think she should wait before she starts getting hit? After a vicious flatline head kick knockout from one of the best kickboxers in the female bantamweight division, right? I mean, she's in a, the in best. a perfect world, the be- she's the actually let's call her the best between her and Jermaine Rondeme, yes, who's a ver- outstanding Muay Thai champion, mm-hmm. world, multiple-time world champion, yeah. but she hasn't been as successful in MMA. But she is a nasty Muay Super Thai nasty, striker. Yeah. That was actually that is actually an interesting matchup. Her and Holly, phenomenal, matchup. phenomenal matchup. If more people knew who Rondeme is, mm-hmm. it, would, it would be really be a very interesting fight to set up. But I think that. Man, that level, the level of kickboxing is, is very dangerous. Her, her head kicks that she hides behind those punches, you go back and watch Holly's early fights, she gets those hands in front of you, and She's then phenomenal. Rack, that fucking phenomenal. left high kick comes out of nowhere. In a perfect world, I would say probably six months without any contact. Six months without any contact. Can't do good, that, though. That's a smart move. Can't do that if you're, you're fighting right. in six, you're right. seven months. Well, shouldn't it always be in a perfect mood, or, 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 in, in a perfect world? And, and shouldn't, like... If there's outside pressures, oh, but the outside pressure, they should they should stop and think about what the fuck they're doing. I, I really believe that. I should th- I think they should make sure. Look, if if Rhonda is going to perform at her best, you should have everything lined up so you know she's good to go before anything gets set up. Everything well, should be lined up. Well, well yeah, I agree. Everything right? should be lined up. There should be no. And again, we're talking out of no, our ass. We yes. haven't talked to Rhonda. We don't know. What I have her, no idea. This is from an interview from an she interview. did, and for people tell me this. I don't. Even, I try to avoid this shit. But uh, did you see the other thing she said in the interview that she was out from the first punch? No, I didn't see that. She said she got cracked by that first punch, and she's basically had no recollection. On survival instincts, she just I've didn't know. There. But is that 
is that, how does she know that? Here's the thing. Do, when you get head kicked like that, right? You forget a lot of things. Your memory becomes this weird blur mm -hmm. of events. It's it's very hard to discern exactly what things took place in what order after True. you've been head kicked like that. True. You know, like if you like if you've had fights like the Var Johnson fight, perfect yeah. example. You fought a fucking scary dude, and you fought super smart. You got in on that motherfucker, and you yeah. took him down over and over again. You controlled, you controlled the fight, you yeah. controlled it perfectly. So you got out of that fight with a perfect recollection mm -hmm. of how it went down, right? But you've had fights before where after the fight, like uh, the Roy Nelson fight. Roy Nelson, uh, Crow Cop. Even though I won yeah. the Crow Cop fight, when I look back, I'm like, what? Like someone kept, someone was telling me how I took him down. I'm like, I did. I don't remember that. Yeah. The Travis Brown fight. I thought it was the uppercut that really fucked me up, but it was when I went for a takedown. And he sprawled. And I landed on my neck after oh. watching. I remember that's when I was really fucked up because it landed on my neck and it rattled rattled me. Mm. So I, and you know, I that's could tell. how T.J. Grant got his concussion. Same really? exact way. Yeah, people don't realize that. Like, you know, when two guys are shooting, when one guy's shooting for a takedown, the other guy's trying to defend, that hip to the face, that's super common. Super yeah, common but, get your bell rung. I, I very rarely watch my fights back. And then I watch this, the, the, my, the Trash Brown fight, probably like, I don't know, right after the fight. And uh, I watch it and like, oh, I'm not the same guy. Oh so my you God, got I'm rattled. You got rattled. Super with that, rattled. And then you got rattled again with the punch. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, so after it rattled me, then I, I can I I watch my movement and I'm I'm real slow. And our whole game plan was to avoid getting back to the cage. I go straight back to the cage, hands down. Oh it's wow. It's like that's not me. We trained twelve weeks to avoid that. Yeah. It's head weird, right? trauma, man. Head, head trauma. So in a perfect world, Rhonda, it, it, it's it's six months, and um, you know, it's six months. I wonder what a neurologist would say. Me too. You know, a, a, someone who really understands head trauma from like a physical, like just to, 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 just breaking it down to the actual physical components of the brain and all the connective tissue and what kind of damage was done. And you look at it with an MRI and you find, look for inflammation and what, what are the issues? I agree. I think, uh, I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this though, if there's anyone who can pull it out of her ass and get a win with that amount of time at six months with that schedule it's ronda rousey with her tenacity and everyone's saying oh she should have left the camp for her that's that's fire for the fuel so for her i think fuel for the fire fuel for the fire my bad. she's gonna <laughs> yeah she's gonna use that and and really take it to another level which is yeah. scary but at the same time is that the best way to go i i don't think so it is interesting in in the UFC as opposed to other combat sports where the in the other combat sports the champion is in the driver's seat mm -hmm. Like Roy Jones jr. When Roy Jones jr. Was the champ of the world. Ugh. There was the Roy Jones show Okay, he was in the goddamn driver's seat and everybody else just it's, you got to wait with your fucking Warm wet towel to wash his balls and mm -hmm. someone else got to be there with a towel to dry them off like it's the Roy Jones jr. Show, okay, whoever wants it is it HBO is it pay-per-view? Yeah, but they're lining up to see Roy Jones. It's not the, I agree the you know, WBC, you know, WBC boxing. It didn't mean Anna. He could have thrown those fucking belts in the trash and fought everybody. And we'd still watch. Nobody would have cared. Yep. Nobody would have cared. I think, I think, I, I think with Holly, it's tough because she, she has this tremendous skill set and she's such a good person. But, you know, it's kind of like the Chris Weidman effect. They're so damn good. But now we see the Conor McGregor and the Ronda Rousey's like, 
Holly, right? Rhonda's on the who, who, and I took all the seat because I said I, I don't think there's any other girl who can carry a pay per view main event like Rhonda right now. Mm -hmm. It's just not going to happen. So I get all this heat, and I, I know you disagree a little bit. I get all the seat, but uh, Holly just beat Rhonda, right? Mm -hmm. Holly's on top of the world. Holly's not on the front cover of ESPN the magazine. Holly's not doing interviews like Rhonda's. Yeah, but doing it just right happened. Now. It just happened. I'm I'm just saying. Yeah, but this is just it's just this just happened. Holly is now the thing. In MMA, she's the not number yet. one story. No, 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 no. That's not true. She's the number one story. No, Ronda's the, girl the who, number one. No, story. the girl who knocked out Ronda is the number one story because she's the winner in this. I disagree. I I disagree with you because she's the winner in this. She's the successor. She might not be she's as famous as Ronda, but she's got the momentum. She's the winner. She's the one right now who's the champion. She's the one right now that people are like, wow, what a fucking performance by Holly Holm. Eyes are on her now, as Ooh, far as an athlete and a Joe. fighter. I think all eyes are on Ronda. Can she bounce back from this? Well, there's going to be right, that all this too. Stuff. There's going to be that no, there's too. There's way but, more than that. But Ronda lost in that fight. Hundred percent. Holly won. I Holly agree. is the story right now. She's the winner. Other than Aldo and McGregor, and for the hardcore fans, Weidman and Rockhold, Holly Holm is the fucking story. She's she the story. Be. I agree. She should be. In my eyes, she's the story. I agree. I, I and she should get more notoriety than anyone right now. I think that, and I think. If marketed correctly, she has the potential to be fucking gigantic. Could she be as big as Ronda? Is Ronda as big as she is because she's an antagonist? Is she as big as she is because she's the person who says all that crazy the shit, storm. fucks with girls the, the way is, and you know she's got that fucking you know attitude about yeah. her and comes out to that Joan Jett song yeah. and was beating girls' asses and was pulling it off? Is that what it was? Check, it, check, 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 but check. When a Holly Holm comes along and and shows you an alternative approach. And a, an approach that ultimately is more successful against that one person. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have one fight, you know, that white fight, one fight between the two of them, Holly's flawless, right? I flawless agree. performance. Why? But it doesn't make any sense. I mean, is there, are we, do we have a limited amount of fucking superstars? Is there a limited amount of female champs that become huge? I think no. I think Holly has all the ingredients. She's not the, it's not going to be the same kind of star because I, I doubt there'll be as many people who hate her. But that hate also fueled pay-per-view buys, people that were happy when Ronda lost. There's all this extra reality TV shit that's going on with uh, a Ronda Rousey Well, she experience. crossed over to yes. pop culture, so she, everyone's chiming she, in. She crossed over, not, I mean, it's like, she became like this cultural icon globally. True. She became a big, and the first woman ever that was like this ass kicker like that, that looked like her. Mm -hmm. There's never been one of those before. I agree. So Holly comes along. Holly's gonna be a different yes. kind of star. Totally, she can be a big star. star. I think Holly's gonna be a big star. She's not gonna be a Ronda star. She's not gonna get the paper numbers that. like Ronda. I don't know about that, man. I, that, that's you, just my. I, you might be ho right. Hopefully, I'm wrong. You might hopefully, be right. I'm wrong. I you love Holly. Right. I think Holly's the greatest thing to happen in the women's yeah. division, but in a long, long time. But she's you know, a great person. And if I had a daughter, I can point to Holly and say. That's, you can act like her. This is good. I agree. And we can't say that for a very long time. Right. I agree 100%. She's a, a, a classic example of like an honorable mixed martial arts yeah, competitor. Man. That's what you want. She's it a true martial artist. And she acts like a true champion. Yes. Right? True pro. I think that with the right fights, she could be gigantic. So this is her mainstream coming out party, right? She knocks out Ronda Rousey, this giant upset, this huge performance. She looks spectacular. This is a coming out party. And then she fights someone else. 
you don't necessarily have to have this rematch right away. And I think this also sets the seeds up for other people to get attention, like Katzengano, who knocked out Misha Tate. Remember that fucking fight? If Katzengano yeah. didn't charge after Ronda like that, what if Kat was able to stuff the takedown and turn that fight into a fucking brawl? Who knows what fight we missed out on because Kat decided to throw a crazy flying knee. Worst game plan of all time in UFC history. She, I'll, she probably meant that to you. 100% she but will. She is a fucking badass. Hell yeah, that she's a badass. That girl is a badass. Super skilled. You watch skilled. That, t that fight with Misha Tate when she hits her with that overhand elbow. Whack! Whack. I mean, oh! See, she's but, nasty. Uh, see, I think, and they're all so close in the women's division at 135, I think Holly's going to struggle with Tate and Kat. I think she's the perfect Achilles heel for Ronda. I think these other matchups are a lot tougher for her. They might be. And, that, and so, sometimes that's interesting. Sometimes for, that's for it. Styles us, make for, fights, for man. For us, the media needs a dominant champion, man. To be mm. a superstar, you need to be dominant. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think rivalries are great, too. Sugar Ray Leonard, when he lost to Roberto Duran, got even more famous. And then when they did it again in the rematch, the No Mas fight, that fight was gigantic. No, yeah, those guys are badass. I don't think Cat uh, Zangano, and, and you can compare Cat Zangano and those guys. Are Respectfully, just, I agree. Just can't, Skill-wise, you're right, you're right. I, I'm with you, you're man. Right. Those we're are phenomenal talking, fights. We're talking about moments in time where people are popular with their fighting I'm saying for, for the women division Ta right now, yeah, you need talent a dominant you champ. You yeah. need a dominant champ. Like yeah, I don't if, know if, about that, listen, man. If Holly goes out and face kicks Tate, in the first round, then gets Kat Zingano and drops her. All right, now we fucking got some. But she loses the taste like, oh, yeah. fuck. Now, here's the other thing, and I hate to be the jinx here. I hate to be the, the guy who talks about this. But for a, a girl like Rhonda, and who's going to go into movies and is going to, you know, take off and become this. Yeah, sort she's of fine either way. But is she? Because do people want to see those movies the same way they wanted to see those movies when she was smashing Alexis Davis and armbarring Misha Tate, knocking out Betch Cohea, do, do is there that same draw? Well, I'll say this: I don't think people are going to Ronda movies because she's a phenomenal actress. Does that make sense? Like, I'm not going to see Ronda's movies. You got to see her. You got to see her act in this. She is amazing. <laughs> she is she, right. the performance well, you go of a lifetime because she's supposedly she's Ronda the baddest, Rousey. Because she's supposedly the baddest woman on the planet. Yes. Now Holly Holm. Shut her down. Yes. So now Holly is thought to be the baddest woman on the planet. Correct. Right? Correct. If Unless she fights Cyborg, if they figure out a catchweight fight, you know, in, in MMA, that's really the, the big scary fight for her. For sure. You know, and she said she would fight her. Yeah, I know. She's, she's fought at 152 in boxing. You know, Holly Holm, she's, she's gangster. But, I mean, I think, other than, I mean, what, what, what would you do if you, were, if you were the promoter? Let me ask you this. What would you do? If I'm Dana White? Yes. Scrooge McDuck. If I'm what do you do? <laughs> if I'm Scrooge McDuck, Dana White. Well, I fire Reebok right now. By the way, I say I Scrooge McDuck. I say Scrooge McDuck like three or four times a week now, strictly because of you. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I'm like, he this. sent me this text the other day with a picture of Scrooge McDuck sitting on a pile of gold, and I was just laughing, <laughs> laughing my. Ass. I love that character. If I'm Dana White, I. Uh, I do exactly what he's doing. Would you? The the the. What, the, what about the long game? How much money do you need in the bank before you start looking at the long game? Well, your your cash cow is Ronda Rousey, right? That's right. But now, you, now but how he, much is that cash so cow close worth? To, he, I'm, I'm mm -hmm. with you. Is he so close to Ronda? Is he one of these guys saying, "Oh, you just need to fight her again, health, get healthy, and you're going to beat her"? And then he's thinking the long game there, and then the third fight's going to be even bigger. Well, it could be that a, he has. 
100% faith in her, and he thinks that if Rhonda cuts the distractions out of her life, comes back in focused, and attacks and does the fight the correct way, that she'll win. Mm -hmm. He could think that. And, and I think that's a bad way to think. I think then you need to jump in line and you're a yes man. Because I, someone needs to sit her down and be like, listen, I just think we need to work on some things. Mm -hmm. That should be the plan. Here's, here's the other thing. Like, there's no evidence of that. Like, if you're going to look at a fight and you're going to look at a result and you're going to assess what went wrong, what went right, what could be changed, what could be different, there's no evidence that she could have done it better. And what I, what I mean is not that she couldn't have fought better. What I mean is that we don't have any evidence. Our only evidence is Rhonda's past fights and Holly's past fights. It's all we can go off of. The evidence of the first fight that they had, it was a domination by Holly. So there's no evidence that Rhonda could have done better. That what, what you have to look at it technically. You have I to agree. look at you have to look at the attacks, the interactions, the exchanges, right? So they, they have these exchanges inside the octagon. And in those exchanges, Holly had all the answers. She had all the answers and she had the right strategy and the right movements. And you saw her reacting to things that she knew were going to take place. The left hand goes for the clinch. Mm -hmm. She's moving it away. She's landing counter shots. She lands that beautiful counter straight left. She's throwing that uh, oblique kick. She's attacking the knee with that, and the thigh with that oblique kick. She does that thing fast, too. She's, and she's very agile. True. So you look at that, and you look at these interactions. You go, well, there's a lot of work to be done here. There's a lot. This is not just a simple matter of someone being tired. Someone like you. You have to solve There's all technical issues. Yes, giant technical issues. And so, you, so do you just chalk it up to, you know what? We just need to get you healthy because you you just got to do what you do. She does what she do, and hopefully it's good enough. If not, either way, it's a big payday. I think you give her time. I think you have to give her time. M Manny Pacquiao got knocked out by Juan Manuel Marquez. That's a mouthful when you got. Butter tough. coffee in your face. Yeah, it's tough. Juan Manuel Marquez knocks out Manny Pacquiao, and Freddie Roach says to him, you can't fight for a year. Mm -hmm. and we're not doing nothing for mm -hmm. a year. I want you to rest up because that was a brutal knockout. I like that. It is. Well, look at Freddie Roach. Freddie Roach has trauma-related Parkinson's from his, his career in boxing. I think what he did is smart, it's ethical, it's intelligent, and it's correct. And he did it because he's a guy who's experienced the, the effects of not doing that, of being you know, rattled inside the cage. And he did it because he wanted the best result for Manny. Mm -hmm. So Manny comes back a year later. doesn't look like he's had any ill effects because of that knockout. He looked great. Because he fully healed. Mm -hmm. Now, how many guys have we seen come back like Anderson Silva? Gets knocked out by Chris Weidman, just brutally knocked out. Comes back and in the second fight gets dropped in the first round from a punch in the clinch, which you know, probably wouldn't have dropped him a few years ago. Look at Lyoto Machida. Yeah, exactly. You get to a certain point where you've taken enough damage where if you don't allow your body to fully recover from that damage, you're going to have a diminished ability to absorb punishment. I'll tell you this, man. I, I don't envy Dana White. I don't either. These decisions. I don't either. He, look, it's a hell of a job. I don't envy. He doesn't have time to have a perspective like you and I do either. You gotta realize this fucking guy is 24 seven, making calls, setting up meetings, doing this, flying here, doing this, press conference and that and this thing and that thing. Dana White's life is fucking overwhelming. For him it's also a business too. Yes. He's like, you, got, you and I are not trying to make money. We're looking at it in terms of like, okay, what, is, what do you think is if you had to move all the pieces on the board in order to achieve checkmate, in order to achieve the best result, what's the move? What's the move? What do you do? You just just go all in, you know? Do I don't I don't think you do.
I don't think you do. I think you have to be real careful. When you also, you have to be real careful. You have a big superstar, right? Like Rhonda, and your big superstar gets flatlined. Okay, that is probably the worst result. If you want women to get into MMA, you want women to like come up, like, you know, we, we want to have a lot more people that are really into fighting, a lot more women that are into it. And then you watch the number one woman get just fucking blasted yeah, into the middle of the universe. Not good for okay? Business. Yeah. Ter like Michael Chevelle says, astral traveling. That's what he <laughs> likes to say. I love Chevelle. Um, so. If that happens again and she suffers like serious repercussions, now you've got a real problem with your sport. Well, now the story's over, though. Yeah, the story's over. The story's over. Yeah, and you know, and I think the story doesn't have to be over. I think the, this is a, this is obviously there's some lessons to be learned from that fight, right? Technically, uh, strategy-wise, the the like when you're chasing Humbleness. after a striker. You know, sure, in the reaction of the public side, absolutely. Yeah. But when you're chasing after a striker, that shit is never a good idea, especially if you don't have good head movement. Yeah. But chasing a striker like Holly, who's so agile, and you have knee problems, so you're not the most agile. Mm -hmm. So you've got knee knee problems. You've got a girl who does flips at the end of every fight. At the end of every fight, she stands on her trainer's hands, Winkle and Mike John. Winkle John flips her through the air, and she goes flying like a fucking acrobat. It's amazing. Yeah, and she never misses it. Right? Never. She, she She nails it She's amazing. every time. Amazing. She's an athlete. She's a fucking super athlete. Just like Rhonda. Yes. I'll go you one better. She might be a better athlete because if you look at her, she never gets out of shape. She's totally ripped. She's like, her, her body is optimized, right? If you want to look at someone whose who's body's optimized, you would say, well, here's a girl who uh, has a minimal amount of body fat. She's is got a, a good amount of muscle. Like, you could tell she works hard and is in phenomenal shape. The two of them fight, and in the first round, Rhonda comes back exhausted. Holly's not. They, they, they both fought the same round. Rhonda is exhausted. Holly's not. Is it because of the punishment she took? That probably had something to do with it. It's also but the way she fights, too. It's also the way she fights. Yes. But that's a part of being an athlete. I agree. Part of being an athlete is making smart choices. I agree. Especially a combat sports athlete. Making smart choices and adjusting. It's life and death. Yes. And ad adjusting. Well, win or lose, not yeah. yeah. I mean, adjusting mid-fight is, is critical. And, and, and having off-speed, different rhythms to rely upon. But Ronda's never had to make, he's, she's never had to make those adjustments. Exactly. And then you're and trying Holly to make has. them with a superior athlete. Exactly. And then you're like, ah, oh, fuck. Exactly. You know, I had a buddy who wanted to do MMA, and uh, he's a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. And he was doing very minimal striking training. And we, we talked about it, and I said, look, dude, do you know like what you can do to a white belt? You know that feeling where you get in there and you roll with a guy and he's a white belt and you just fucking strangle him, just wrap him up, strangle him, you do whatever you want? Somebody's going to do that to you with kickboxing. And it ain't fun. There's no and tapping it's, out. It's not fun at all. And you can't think that it's – they don't know. Because even though kickboxing, I don't think there's the same – um, uh, broadness that there is in jiu-jitsu where I think jiu-jitsu is almost like never-ending as far as techniques yes but kickboxing has so much depth like real high-level kickboxing has so much depth and there's so much there's so much uh, there's so many variables with guys who are really good who have like very specific like styles and way to draw you in and they set traps for mm -hmm. you and you think they're doing this and they're doing that and they're setting up kicks with punches and punches with kicks and you know they're, they're trapping you and kneeing you and elbowing you in the face there's so much going on man that if you think that you're just gonna go in there with some bullshit 
guy who holds the pads and you know uses those those pool floaties. Oh, you're an idiot. And taps your gloves. You're an idiot. Yeah. Or you, you just have no you just have no idea what you're getting right. into, which so, is very unsafe. Very unsafe. So you better be one of two things. You better be some fucking stud Phil Davis type all American wrestler who could just pretty much take down anybody in the division. So you get to dictate where the fight takes True. place. Or don't fight that guy. Learn how to fucking kickbox first, man. Mm -hmm. Learn because this is you're gonna get shinned, and you get shinned in the head. That is one of the worst results you could ever have in MMA. Ever. If somebody arm bars you, you tap. If somebody ch it chokes you out, out you wake up. Mm -hmm. You wake up. And you go, what happened? And you're you're okay. You get fucking Gonzaga in the head, Ooh. like Gabriel Gonzaga knocked out Krokop, or what Krokop knocked out Vanderlei. What? Jesus, son? dude. You know Krokop? I mean, you know uh, Gonzaga's fighting. I think tonight or tomorrow night. He's on this card. Did you know that? I had no yeah, idea. I had no idea. I had no idea. Who's he fighting? He's fighting some Russian cat. Some oh yeah, he's God. on the undercard. How crazy Aroken. is that? I was going through the fight card. I'm like, oh shit, Gonzaga's doing really? the damn thing. Is it tonight? Is he fighting tonight? Yep. He's on Jesus Fight Pass. Jesus Christ. Where is it? I don't see it. I don't see it on the schedule. Oh, that's tomorrow night. Oh, it's tomorrow, tomorrow night. night. Okay. Surprising though, right? <laughs> I had no idea. Hey, yeah. 35 fights in three days. What is going on with that? What was what's the idea behind that? I should probably ask. I feel like you'd know more than I would. I should should know more than you. Do. What's wrong with me? I don't know. For sure, just text Dana. He's not gonna return yeah. my text. Um, <laughs> he would return your text. None of us like, hey man, what the what's fuck up are with you guys 35 doing? fights, bro? Why are you guys doing? Why are you guys fucking up so hard? <laughs> yeah. But I think it's amazing. It's a Christmas weekend for fighters or for Hell, uh, yeah. fans. It's rather. phenomenal. Oh, but yeah. nothing matters except for UFC 194. Konstantin Yurokin. Yeah. Okay. That guy's a beast. It's a big fucking tough Russian guy. That's an interesting fight, man. Yeah. Hmm. Gonzaga, man. Gonzaga. You know, I wonder... he was so scary when he was when he was. Oh the yeah. Gonzaga. I wonder what he's trying to do now. You know, I wonder if he's just making a living or if he wants to reassess. And I mean, how, is, how old is he now? I mean, with Doesn't a, say. a guy like Gonzaga, though, like. I got to say he's 35 or 36, right? This sucks to say, but it's like he's never going to be champion. That's not happening. And Less. you can say, well, that's not necessarily true because look at, what are you going to say? Mark Hunt, mm. something like that. It's just tough, man. He's going to have a hard time for sure. Mm -hmm. Your boy Mitrion looked really good against him. He looked great. Mitrion's fast. And that's the thing, like Gonzaga, when he gets on the scale, you know, when Gonzaga steps on the platform when he weighs in, it's almost like he's made out of rock. Like so dense. Even the way he moved, like thump, thump, so thump, dense. thump. Like even Brock Lesnar didn't make that kind of noise when he got onto the scale. Gonzaga is so dense. I, before I fought him in Anaheim, uh, I remember walking by him, and we were actually supposed to get on the fire's bus. I see him in Starbucks eating two glazed donuts. <laughs> I was like, God damn. And I, in my mind, I was like, God damn, that's a gangster. He didn't give a fuck. He doesn't give that's, a fuck. Look at not that guy. the right way to approach it, but respect. Fuck it. That Shane Carwin fight? Remember that fight? Oh, my God. He was kind of whooping Shane's ass, and Shane well, said, he caught cool Shane. story. <laughs> <laughs> he caught Shane and had him hurt, and he moved in for Took the kill. Took him down. Yeah. Took Shane down. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. And then Shane got up and just threw like this half-ass, kind of just like a flick of the wrist, just a little, and knocked him out. Well, he threw a right hand. It was so like just a, a little six like six-inch right hand. Yeah. Well, Shane hit so oh fucking hard. Oh, my God. He hit so fucking hard. Yeah, there's like... There's there's gonna be a wave of those guys, man. It's gonna take a few years, maybe. You know, these 
elite wrestlers that are coming up that are learning how to strike when they're in high school, you know, and they're competing as wrestlers, and they're going to make it into the UFC in the next couple of years, especially as the money gets bigger. Like, there's no... The money has to get bigger. You know, there's no doubt that Fabricio Verdum is, like, a super talented, super skillful guy, but the public's consciousness and the, the awareness of him is not nearly as high as it was when Kane beat Brock Lesnar. Right? That was the height of the heavyweight division, right? Wouldn't you say? Be and I think it's mainly due because of Brock. Brock. Yeah. Because Kane Jr. Dos Santos, that was awesome. Two yeah. superior athletes mm -hmm. going at it, but still not the same because yeah. of Brock. Yeah. Brock brought some new element. To the, the, you know, he brought the world wrestling entertainment people. But I, but I think in order to get those those big boys, those freak athletes involved, the money would have to be Gotta higher. come up. Have to. You gotta get those football guys who are, you know, interested in giving it a shot. Cause, you know, I have a kid on the way, and if he's anything like Brock Lesnar, that little bastard's not fighting. You better go get that money in baseball or NFL. Yeah. Do you, Would you worry about NFL with head collisions and all that shit? Not as much, because the juice is worth the squeeze. Not as much mm, as fighting. Right. Because fighting, I mean, like, like I retired... I got an Instagram post said, "Hey man, congrats!" And then uh, like an email, you know, you know, so you retire in the NFL, <laughs> you retire in the NFL, you, you you know, you got some, you got some shit coming your way. You so it's you? just different. Even if you only had like a couple years in, yeah, uh, if you have uh, three and a half years or more, you get a stipend every month. You have health insurance. Really? I mean, yeah, you're you're pretty taken care of. Wow, that's nice. To a certain level, to a certain degree, how much you played. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, that would be ideal if fighters and get knew. There. You think so? The UFC will get there. They have to. They have to. Think so? And they know that. Yeah, they know that. Like, I said, and and this isn't a knock on Dana White or Lorenzo or anything like that. We're just in the. We basically have leather helmets on right now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If you go back, if you compare it to the NFL, they're gonna get there. They take all this heat, and even I give them shit. But it's so new, man. Mm -hmm. They're trying their best. This stuff does not happen overnight. Don't you think it almost has to pass through a few generations? Like maybe, uh, like what is the sport going to be like 50 years from now when Dana's not around anymore? I mean, when we're not around anymore, what is the sport going to be like then? Like maybe, you know, when you look back at football, football's been around a long True. fucking time. True. A long fucking time. And it's slowly gotten to this point. I think what MMA really needs right now is competition. They need a lot of competition. And Bellator's just, you're not going to get there with Dada 5000 and Kimbo Slice. It's, it's just, just not. Like, it's a good fight. It'll be fun to watch, I'm sure. Hoist Gracie versus Ken Shamrock 3. Look, they're legends. They deserve, they deserve to fight if they want to fight. They have earned it. And I, I know that's something that Ken has alluded to. He said, you know, he, he, does, he earned his right to compete. I agree. Absolutely, 100%. 100%. So does Hoist. Absolutely, 100%. They deserve their right to compete. But... It's it's not the same as the UFC right now, no, and until it close. becomes, until someone comes along, and like Strikeforce kind of almost had it, you know they were they were close before Strikeforce was owned by the UFC. They were and big. Fader was fighting Brett Rogers, and you know there was some shit going on. Gerard like, Melendez, yeah, they were doing well. There was some shit going on. It was like, whoa, this is uh, this is pretty goddamn good. It was pretty goddamn good. See, I think the UFC would get there. We we just need time on our side. The struggle they're going to have is, you know, the NFL's dealing with a little bit now with the concussion stuff. Mm -hmm. I think when MMA down the road, we're going to see the concussion. It's really, then people are like, dude, what are we doing? And the pay's nowhere near. Exactly. So when I say the NFL's worth the squeeze, it's because you're taking care of compensation-wise. So, you're, yeah, you're going to have some fucked up knees and you, your brain's going to be oatmeal. But in the UFC, I mean, man, like I said, you get an email mm -hmm. and a repost on Instagram. But don't you think that, like, then it's even more important to make sure that someone like Rousey 
has enough time, that Rhonda has enough time off to recuperate and you mitigate all potential problems that you could have with her getting knocked out again. 100%, Joe. I mean, what if this fight takes place and in the first round, Holly just fucking slams a shin right into Rhonda's jaw and she stiffens up and just falls straight back like Terry Edom? Remember, remember when with Terry Barboza? Adam, mm -hmm, and he caught him with that wheel kick, what? and he just stiffened and fell straight back, bang. You, the probabilities of that happen are very high. Very high. Well, this is what you have to realize, if you've never been hit before, when you get knocked out like that, you are not, you can't get hit for a long time. It's not the same. It takes a while before you build back the resistance to, the get, to get to the point where you have like a baseline. You know, like your, your baseline is like how you are right now. If you get hit right now, like, wow, that, that would hurt, but you'd be able to absorb a much better shot than if you had just gotten a concussion. If you'd just gotten a concussion recently, and then you get hit again, your brain's like, what the f And we've seen it. We've seen so many guys get knocked out and then come back. A, a, lot, of, a lot of times it happens, I'm going to cut you off, Joe, but a lot of times it happens in camp. Like before oh, I fought yeah. Rothwell, like weeks before, Carlin fucked me up, man. Yeah. I should, and I, if I was knowledgeable how I am now I'd be like dude I, I don't know if I should fight this mm -hmm. is not right, good right. but my you know back in the day you know this is whatever three four years ago they're like I just no more sparring you'll rest well yeah. that's two weeks before the fight that's really not enough time it's man. not enough so for then a he concussion. yeah I mean like, it's a decent shot but it, you know I've had way worse and he clips me and it's you know it's tough man yeah it just shut you off mm -hmm. yeah well Joe Duffy how about that a week before he was supposed to fight Dustin Poirier he gets knocked out in camp he gets a concussion and they have to pull him out you know like See, uh, that's why whenever MMA math people try saying, well, Rockhold, Machida, Machida Weidman, MMA math does not work, work for me because I know Machida was not ready to fight when he right. fought Rockhold. I was right. in his camp. He was, we were like, dude, this is not the Machida we know. So he goes in and destroys him, gets clipped. You know, it's a different Machida. So that doesn't work for so me. So what was wrong with Machida? He just needed time off. His biggest issue is, is he... Like, he'll go right back to sparring. We're not talking, like, light sparring and hitting mitts. He goes right back to the dog days of sparring as soon as he's done. So, you know, he was getting clipped. He was having just a rough time, and so he just wasn't ready to take that fight. So you were watching him train, and you knew that something was up. Uh, I, I think everyone did. Really? Yeah. And so now, you know, he's taking a, everyone's like, dude, you need a break. So he's taking a long time off. Um, he fought Munoz. Where was that? In England? Is that where it was? Where he, uh, his first fight at 185? Yeah. Um, when he head kicked him? Yeah, he looked sensational. They were training together, too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, because we were all training together, and then me was like, dude, I got to fight Machida, and everyone's kind of like, ooh, fuck. But if you watch him from that fight to like the Machida you see now, it's like, man, a little shop worn. He's yes. had some tough fights. The but, old and, Romero fight. But that fight. happens. Yep. That happens, yeah. man. Yeah. That happens. And, and, and like, like, I, I think it happened with Klitschko. I hate going back to boxing. I think it just, whatever reason, it happens that. Mm -hmm. It's just a certain fight where you're like, oh, my God, it's not the same guy. Yeah. Oh, fuck, man. Well, and is it, is it you know, Jose Aldo's been undefeated for 10 years. He's been through the ringer. He's fought the best of the best. To me, he's number one pound for pound. There's no one better. You look at his resume. To me, he's number fucking one. Now, is Saturday night the time where we see him? It's like, oh, it's not the same Jose we've seen. There, there's going to come mm -hmm. a day. There's, there's, there's going to be a fight. Unless he retires. See, I think that he is definitely one of the all-time greats, and I think he's definitely one of the best pound-for-pound -pound fighters in the world, but he doesn't fight with the same sort of dominance that Mighty Mouse does. Like he, He'll beat like Uriah Faber down. He f it crushed his leg and beat him down, 
and uh, knocked out Chad Mendez in their first fight. But if you look at like the Ricardo Lamas fight, Lamas had him on his back in the fifth round. He's beating on him. So did Hominick. Yeah, but- so did Hominick. I mean, he fades towards the end. And if you look at the fight with Chad Mendez, that was a fucking very, very close fight, that second fight. Phenomenal fight. Very I th- I close think, fight. I think 45 is more stacked than Mighty Mouse. Mm, I think maybe. he's more stacked. I so think he's fighting that's tougher a, competition. That's, that's certainly a good argument. However, John Dodson knocked out TJ Dillashaw at 135. He's a fucking monster. True, monster. He's fast as shit. Mm-hmm. Super athletic and dangerous as fucking Mighty Mouse just shut him down. I agree. I just think over 10 years, and mm-hmm. he's fought the who's who and I agree. beat him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What's well, It's such a subjective title, the oh, pound really? for pound well, if, if you want to talk about pound for pound, who's going to rip everyone's face off, it's John Jones. There's no right. one better than John Jones right. to ever enter the octagon. He's literally going to grab everyone and rip their freaking face off. If he wanted to. Do you think so he's that's pound fight, for pound. You think he's going to fight heavyweight now? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. He's going to go in there, he's going to fight DC, and then he's like, cool, let's fight heavyweight. Yeah. Wow. He's so jacked. What <laughs> are we so doing? Big. He's so jacked. <laughs> like, has his shit together. You know, that happens to people when they become, like, real technical, and they're, you know, they're strong, but in a grappling sense, and then they start lifting weights. Like, they get so much, because now they have all this ability to do things from technique that's backed up by all this horsepower. Like, dude, Eddie Bravo's game changed so hard when he started lifting weights. Like, there was like, there's Eddie Bravo pre weights and there's Eddie Bravo post weights, and they're totally different guys. Right, they different. We had he was just a small guy who had really good technique, and then he got to the point where he was lifting weights like a couple days a week, steady for years. He wouldn't stop. He's just like, I got to get stronger. He's like, I'm just battling in the gym constantly with these guys who are bigger and stronger than me and then as soon as he started putting mass on and he started getting really strong to go with that technique he was just smashing different people. animal see Shinkar and myself were a little different we spent too much time in the weight room when we should have been doing technique right like we're in the weight room like spotting each other on the bench I'm like god I feel like we should work on punching and kicking <laughs> He's like, you think? I'm like, well, you're huge as fuck as it is. I don't think we're yeah. going to get any better squatting all the Especially time. Especially if you fight a guy like Junior Dos Santos. Like, Junior couldn't lift nearly as much as Shane, but when they got in the cage together, Junior was lighting him up because of just lighting boxing technique. Yeah, that's where technique comes into play. Well, that's what it is. It's about getting hit. You want to talk about a fight that should have happened years ago, Dos Santos over him yeah. next week. What do you think about that fight? I mean, Dos Santos with a new camp with ATT, so I think that's good. Um, it just this fight should have happened a year or two, yeah, two ago. I don't think Junior's that... ever the same. I think after those two Kane losses and then after that Stipe fight, Oof. I mean, what? You want to talk about Miles? Brutal fight. So I don't know, man. Yeah. And then with Overeem with this new drug testing, I mean, are we, are, what are we going to get? We're going to get the 205 Overeem? What's he going to look like? Right. There's a lot of variables, man. A lot of variables. A lot of variables, <laughs> dog. Same with Jose Aldo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're making the, you, know you know might be on steroids face. Well, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> might there, have been. Maybe he's not, but let's. That's the face you're making, though. The, he might have been might, let's, say, let's say he's not, right? Okay. And, and But let's, all right, no, let's say he is, but then the strict okay. drug testing comes into play. Mm. We're talking about a different animal, man. Right. Oh, yeah. Completely 100%. different animal. Not the same guy. That's an X factor yeah. for me. That's not, a huge X factor. It has to be, but we don't know. We don't know what he was doing and what he wasn't doing. All speculation. Doing. 100%. I have no idea. Because he never got tested positive for anything. Never. He's an absolute animal. I don't know, but that, I could say that for anyone. You go, uh, you go through UFC 194. You say that for a lot of guys. It's an X factor. Yeah. That's interesting, man. We can't know. You know, we can't know who's on water, who's on something, and 
got caught. There's no way unless people get caught. Yeah, when they get caught, you know, they always say, oh, you know, I didn't know. Someone gave me this diet. Has there ever been a guy who someone actually did give, they gave him a protein shake and he drank it? And they're like, oh, yo, dog, I forgot to tell you steroids and that. I did have. Motherfucker, I thought this was chocolate weight. Nah, nah, man, I put steroids in it. That, that's, hey, real quick, just for all the listeners out there, that's never happened. I think it's got to have happened once. People are idiots. There's a lot of idiots. And then they in the test gym. positive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. He's like, I didn't even know what I was taking. This guy was just giving me injections in my ass. He told me it was vitamin C. It is possible that if you were at a bad gym and you're hanging around with a bunch of fucking morons and they want you to fail. And there's dudes that are doing juice. They'll put put some juice in your protein drink. Here's the solution: Don't let anybody mix your protein drinks. Fuck Especially no. some asshole doesn't really like you. Yeah, man, some Keep crazy guy. Shit. <laughs> but there has to be a guy out there that actually did have someone drop a steroid in his protein drink, and he pissed positive, and he probably tells everybody, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, like, oh, sure." Really? He's like, "No, fuck it, it actually did happen." <laughs> fuck. That would be a bummer. That would be such a bummer. <laughs> bummer. <laughs> I think how surprised you'd be failed the steroid test. You'd be so freaked out. Like, I can't believe that the actual thing that everybody jokes about really did <laughs> happen to me. me. You fucked. Oh, my you God. You know, it's like actually going into a van that says free candy. <laughs> Is there really free candy in this van? <laughs> Clunk. Ow, fuck. You're that guy. <laughs> Beat you over the head. I'm like, God damn it. How did I fall for that? This card tomorrow is pretty good. Um, there's a lot of good fights on this card, but the card on Saturday is insane. But the one big fight that's on tomorrow, well, there's a couple big fights besides uh, Frankie Edgar and Chad Mendes, but Barboza and Tony Ferguson, son. <gasps> Barboza and Tony Ferguson, son. Oof. I love Ferguson in that fight. Oof. That's a crazy fight, dude. That's a motherfucker. That is a crazy fight. I just think it's Ferguson's time, man. He's so fucking good. He's dangerous. Very dangerous. But so is Barboza. I agree. I just feel like Tony just hits like a Mack mm -hmm. truck. He does. He does. It's a very interesting fight. Very interesting. He's going to have to deal with those fucking leg kicks, though. God damn, Barboza kicks I don't think fast. it gets out of two rounds. I think Tony stops him in two. Wow. I know, right? Strong. That's how much I believe in Tony. I, I think I just think 2016 is kind of a, a, the year of Tony Ferguson at that wow. weight. Strong statement. I know, right? Brendan Schaub going out on a limb I'll here. I'll tell you what, man. You're making predictions. Like, you, you're making a strong prediction. I know. It's never good. Sometimes it backfires like a motherfucker. Ha! <laughs> Barboza monster. He is a monster. That Paul Felder fight, that switch kick that he was landed to Felder's oh, ribs. I've never seen anything like it. Fastest I've ever seen. I agree. Just <laughs> never seen anything like it. It was like a like a hundred and ten pound Thai guy. You know, like you watch those Muay Thai champions, those flyweight dudes that are just like lightning bolts. That's like what kind of speed he was dropping that switch kick in. I remember like literally I was like I had to like readjust my metric. When I was judging it, like, watch, like, what's a fast kick and what's not a fast kick. His kick was so much faster than anybody else's that I had a, I had a readjust, like, what I thought was a fast kick. He's going to land some of those. I just think Tony's going to counter and end the night. Well, Michael Johnson gave him a lot of pressure, and Barboza had a, a real hard time with that. Mm -hmm. But, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe Barboza was traveling back and forth from Florida to New Jersey with train Mark with Henry. Mark Henry while that was going on. Now he lives down there. Correct. That'll make a big impact. Different animal. And that's what we saw in the fight with Paul Felder. We saw, like, the best version of Barboza we've ever seen. The most focused, the fastest, the best prepared. Uh, if, if, if he's with Mark Henry, I'm telling you, man, I spent 
maybe four weeks of Mark Henry. I've never seen anything like it. it for what the reason, maybe just because he's Frank Yeager's guy and Edwin Barboza, he doesn't get a lot of notoriety like a Frost or a mm-hmm. Greg Jackson. I'm telling you, man, I've it's some another level shit, man. Really? I'm telling you, we worked. Uh, he was like, let me see you move around, and he had this uh, guy hold mitts for me, and he filled out a fucking notepad about six pages long, front and back, just oh. all this shit. And would wow. just, he was obsessed with it, texting me, call, voicemails with, where he's like, just listen to him. You don't respond, just listen. And it was all these combos. I was like, holy fuck. If, if wow. someone can, if you spend a, and you see Edwin Barboza and you see freaking Frankie Edgar, how talented these guys are. And now, Chris Weidman brought Mark Henry in to help with the Rockhold fight. Really? And that was the X factor for me. Ooh, so that's what pushes you over the top, Weidman over Rockhold? It did, and I thought Rockhold was going to win earlier in the week. And oh. then and, and I've been listening, and then Mark Henry says he's working with Weidman. I was like, oh, hell no. Really? So it was just Mark Henry coming in as a trainer that made you switch over? I was this, I was this close. I was this close to picking Weidman or Rockhold. And then just, I don't know, I'm with Weidman. Wow, that's interesting. That's a that shows you a, that's a pretty serious level of respect for Mark Henry. Uh, dude, I've worked with Faraz, and I'm not the, the, these. Those are the best in the business. Lister right. Bowling, Greg mm-hmm. Jackson, all these phenomenal coaches. Tony Jeffries, all these guys. I've never seen anything like Mark Henry. The amount of time, as soon as he, I heard he's on board, I was like, oh fuck, you're talking about another level. What do you think about his style as opposed to the style that Bang is showing T.J. Dillashaw? which is a lot of switching of the stances, a lot of variations in the approach and the attack where you're constantly overloading the mind. You never know what a guy's going to do. What do you think of that? I think Bang's style works for one guy in the world. For TJ? Yep. I, what I about what I, it's doing for uh, Danny Castillo? Danny Castillo's looking fantastic. He's not looking like TJ. He, he's he looks looking good. Better. And for him, well, first of all, they came in at different levels of striking. I agree. I'm just Especially saying. Especially kicking-wise. I agree. He, he looks better. But I think for that obsessive style and for what TJ does, they're the perfect combo. Right. It does not get any better than that. So you think it's a style makes trainer matchup? Yes, 100%. Yeah. Yes. Because try and listen to, well, you won't be there. They fight on Friday night. You're not doing the fight. But if you can, listen to Mark Henry when he's coaching Frankie Edgar. I think he I might... has a towel on, he's sweating, and he's that they have different uh language every time they have very different variables every time it's never the same so language. that nobody could get it no one can get it wow. it's literally like a video game abbc abbc and they doing the thing it's like a fucking video game wow cr- i've never seen anything like it man wow very interesting and you see he's just a striking guy right just striking so who does the transitions between the striking and the grappling how do they orchestrate that in the training yeah, I know uh, Weidman has uh, his whole camp with Ray Longo and Matt right. Sarah and all that, so they all come together. Mm-hmm. And then, dude, I've, I've heard stories about Weidman. I, I don't think people re- realize how strong Weidman is. Mm. I've heard him just molly-whopping heavyweights, just yeah. destroying dudes. And Weidman, when I break down the tape, he just has this X factor that I don't think Luke has. Granted, Luke's gone five rounds more. A lot of people don't realize that. Luke's gone five rounds in strike wars. Jock Ray, Tim Kennedy beat both of them. Mm-hmm. Great grapplers. Mm-hmm. But I just think Weidman has this X factor that you re- it's hard to gauge. Like, you can't put a number on it, if that makes sense. I know it sounds weird. Rockhold thinks he's going to be able to stay on the outside and have success the way Anderson did in the first round of the first fight and Vitor did in that opening flurry mm-hmm. of that, the, the, uh, the fight that they had. And he thinks he's going to be able to do some damage there. 
if you look at that fight, the Vitor fight where Vitor had Weidman stunned, sure. like he, he nailed him a couple times, and then Vitor moved in for the kill, but Vitor just didn't have the stamina. He, did, he just couldn't sustain it, and then he didn't have the defense in the ground. Weidman took him down and just fucked him up. Mm -hmm. It was just a beat down. As soon as Weidman shot that double, got to hold those legs tight, dropped him down, total control of the ground, and just beat the shit out of him. I don't think he'll be able to do that the same way to Rockhold. I think Rockhold's going to be a much harder guy to take down and a much harder guy to keep down. I think Rockhold's got a way better wrestling camp with DC and, and Kane, and Rockhold's just shown really good takedown defense in the past. I, I think agree. It makes it makes it tricky. I think that fight gets super interesting if Rockhold uses his height and reach in kicking. He's a really good kicker. and keeps it on the kicker. outside. Phenomenal left kick. What is his fucking background besides wrestling? Surfing. But where did he learn how to kick really? like that? He, he, he was surfing and he was do, bullshitting around. I know he did some judo when he was young. He didn't and, have a karate background no. or anything? And then walked into AK when he was super young. How old was he? I think 17. Okay, so uh, Javier has been kind of coaching him from the beginning, yeah. huh? So, uh, so I mm. mean, the uh, Rockhold, I think, it will get his kicks off, and that's a, the, I mean, to keep that distance. I just feel like Weidman's gonna get him down, and Weidman, uh, this is the X factors. Weidman also is a phenomenal grappler, man. Mm -hmm. He's been training with Marcelo Garcia forever. Mm -hmm. and, I mean, he's a stud on the ground. I think AK's overlooking that. I think they're worried about the striking, they're worried about the pressure and all that, and they think Rockhold thinks he's going to take down, pop up. I get that. Weidman's a motherfucker down there. He controlled Vitor Belfort on the ground like, like a building. Seen. Literally, he, he's so heavy yeah. on top, man. Well, Donaher's his guy, too, and Donaher's the master. He's yes. a, a real wizard. That's a, he's, a, he's so smart, too. He's a, a guy that when you have that guy in your corner, there's, there's a distinct advantage when it comes to strategy and if you're training with him on a regular basis like mm -hmm. he doesn't he doesn't make mistakes he's not he's not, not making he doesn't make mistakes in assessment or execution he knows what to do and when to do it and how to do it right he just knows he does not he's not weighed down by stupid ideas to, like, to me it's the best fight in middleweight history two guys just in their prime man mm -hmm. i have no idea who's gonna win i can see these guys fighting two or three times talking about a trilogy well it really all depends on the result of the first fight true so like a lot of people thought that could have been the case with vitor and weidman but weidman just smashed him true if weidman can do that to rockhold then the whole game changes but if what why, do you think Weidman needs like a breakout performance in order to achieve like a higher level of stardom? Like something has to happen for even people this to fight. recognize how great he is. So let's say Weidman goes in there and knocks him out in the first round, but then Conor McGregor goes in and knocks Jose out out in three rounds. Yeah. We're not talking about Weidman. He gets honey dicked again. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's honey dicked again. My yeah. bad, dog. It's Maybe true. next time, because we're not talking about Weidman. It's true. All we're talking about is Conor Aldo. Yeah, that's all we're talking about. And it's all trash talk. It's the trash talk. The trash talk, because uh, on paper, both of them are equally intriguing. But the trash talk of of Conor has pushed the whole thing way over the top. As far as like wanting to see it, it's like wow. But it's kind of it's kind of calmed down because of the injury and there's been this delay because when they're on that mm -hmm. world tour i was like holy fuck this is insane dude i think conor mcgregor mind fucked jose aldo not really anymore i don't know about all that i don't think so anymore. i don't think it's as bad this time i think it's still in his head it doesn't matter we don't know what the reaction to that is going to be some guys the worst shit you can do is get him riled up well if you look at jose aldo's past anytime a guy brings a fight to him he gets fucked up yeah if jose aldo if it's super respectful and he gets ahead on you he coasts mm -hmm. he takes rounds off he coasts mm -hmm. we've seen it man yeah. but i think conor mcgregor's he bit off all he can chew man because jose aldo when he's when you're bringing the fight to him you get one hell of a jose aldo we look at mendez jose too what to mm -hmm. me that's one of the greatest fights ever 
It's going to be interesting to see what approach Aldo takes. Because what if Aldo comes out southpaw? Then shit gets interesting. Because one of the benefits that, that Connor has is that he fights southpaw. He's got a nasty right hand. True. He throws almost like disdainful half-speed kicks, and he uses your positioning and judging you to set up other things. Mm -hmm. And then he mixes those half-speed kicks up with very fast techniques, spinning kicks and things along those lines, that front kick to the body. Mm. And then he'll throw like a disdainful roundhouse kick, almost like daring you to try to counter it so he can look to drop that left hand in on you. He does a lot of interesting shit as far as like varying his rhythm and his approach and his, his movement, his long, wide stance. He just a lot of shit that's hard to, to judge. But if Aldo immediately initiates grappling, this is something oh, that I don't think people have been thinking of. That's Aldo exactly what I was is say. fucking nasty on the ground. Nasty. World champion. Yeah, he's like, like he's, he beat Cobrina in straight yes. jiu-jitsu. Okay? So if Aldo just clinches and drags that fight to the ground very early in the fight, look, we saw in the Connor, with Connor and Chad Mendez, Co Chad took him down and held him down and was landing some nasty ground and pound with essentially no camp. I mean, two weeks, which is like your weight cutting. You, yeah. you, know, you don't have any cardio. It's just like you're not going to improve in two weeks because the last week is all just about recovery anyway. Mm -hmm. So he's got like seven days to work out for Connor for a fucking world title fight while he's doing all this press, right? Aldo's got all the time in the world. He's got all the time in the world, and he is a monster on the ground. That's his background. Yeah. His background is not striking. His background yeah. is jiu-jitsu. Yeah. So to me, and I, you hit it right on the head, no one's talking about no one's it. talking about Jose's going to grapple him because Connor's hard to figure out, especially early in the mm -hmm. rounds. He's doing all these weird angles. It's like, fuck, man, what am I going to do? He's going to grapple him. That's he, what I think. And he's a stud athlete, too. Like it, Freak. He, he can get a hold of you and drags you to the ground, and all of a sudden, you know, He's got your back, and he's fucking blasting you with punches and elbows. It could get real weird. Because if, if I'm watching the the Mendez fight, because mm -hmm. if and it, it, I think those that that especially that first round when Mendez kept taking him down, Jose Camp is going, all right, this is what we're gonna do, and then let's get get it stand in the third, fourth, fifth round. But let's start teeing off. Here's look at it another way. Connor comes in like a serpent with all his slippery movement, and he drops one of those fucking piston left hands in on Jose's chin. Then shit gets real weird, real quick. That could happen too. I agree. Blam! He lands one of those fucking corkers on him and starts talking shit to him and gets in front of his face. Jose's never be... been in a fight to, at this magnitude. No. Never. Never with the shit talking. The shit talking changes everything. The shit talking mental and, and, warfare. and this, the, all the eyes on this fight oh, and yeah. the pressure. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's been champ, you know, forever. He's yeah. been undefeated for 10 years. He's never been in this kind of fight. No. Not even close. He's gotten a lot of attention in Brazil. Like the first uh, Chad Mendes fight was a giant victory for him in Brazil. Ran out to the audience, was cheering with him. They held up the flag. Different animal. It's a different thing. And I also, uh, Jose will get hit. He'll yeah. go straight back and he does get hit. We yep. see Chad Mendes in other fights where he gets hit. He's not elusive. He's no, not like Mighty if Mouse. If you get hit by <clears throat> Conor McGregor, the mm -hmm. game is over. He yeah. hits like a fucking Mack truck. Yeah. He snaps those punches He's in. He's big too, man. And he mixes shit up real good. With uppercuts and straight punches, and he comes at different angles. He gets unpredictable with his movements when he's in close. Like if you look at like uh, his fight with Marcus Brimage, that beautiful combination that he landed to take oh, Brimage out. Amazing. Woo! And how good does his Max, Hol Max Holloway win yeah, look now? Exactly. And he did Looks that really with a fucked good. up knee. Yeah, he he jacked his knee in the first round. So there's a lot going on in that fight. There's a lot going on in that fight. What? And I think I think after. Uh, let's say Connor wins that fight. His toughest matchups are looming. You know they're waiting for him. Well, Tony Ferguson's already called him out. 
Well, he's like, come on up to 155, bitch. This might be his last fight at 45, too. Most likely will be with Donald the Donald wants to fight him, too. Of course. That's of a course. fucking fight, son. Whoa, 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 whoa. Pettis. Well, Donald shouldn't be thinking about anything but the 18th. That's going to be a tough one. That's a tough one. It's a tough one. Rooting for my boy, Cerrone. I am, too. I'm also rooting for uh, Dos Anjos. That's the fucking problem with being a commentator. <laughs> You gotta fucking root on everybody. I'm, Not me. I like as a human being, I'm way closer to Donald. Donald's my friend. But when I watch those two fight, I'm a fan. I mean, I'm a fan of martial arts. Yeah, you're a what professional. I, what I, but when I watch those two fight, I'm a fan of both those guys. Me I'm too. a I'm a Rafael dos Anjos fan. That motherfucker is a beast. Dude. That beatdown that he put on Pettis, the oh way he God. did it. The He's the he nicest was, guy in the world, too. He's the best. The nice guy. When I was fighting, and I never forget the stuff. Anytime guys go out of their way to be nice to me, I never forget it. When I was in Brazil for a press conference before I fought Nogueira, it's like, whatever, 14 weeks before the fight. You know, Brazilians aren't exactly a big brown fan when you're fighting the biggest guy in the fucking city. No one's doing me favors. And uh, Dos Anjos uh, gave me rides everywhere. Took really? me to gyms, made sure I was cool. That's Made awesome. sure you know, where to eat. Oh, he was great, man. He's a great dude. I always like talking to him. But He's then, always a very you know, friendly guy. Cowboy and I are from Denver, same yeah. team. Cowboy's my boy. Yeah. No, I so get it. it's tough, man. I'm I always biased. Don't ever get it twisted. Whenever I make picks, I'm always biased. Yeah. I, f I feel you. I like this fight as a martial artist because um, as someone who's like, looks at the, uh, the problems that both guys present i like this fight because the physicality of dos anjos is something that guys have to deal with he's worked real hard on his conditioning and his strength and conditioning routine he's he trains with that nick Curson guy yeah he's a uh, marv marinovich's disciple sure. they do some wild crazy explosive plyometric shit they do a lot of like strength shit and a lot of it about just just reducing the amount of time it takes you to act and and to perform your actions just getting it down, just fractions of a second, just fractions of a second, constantly exploding, constantly moving. There's all sprints and box jumps and that kind of shit. If you watch like some of his uh, the, the training modalities, it's really fascinating to watch all these different techniques they apply, all these weird flexibility things he does. That's cool. Oh, he does a lot of wild shit, man. I, uh, the one thing I don't like is how much time Cowboys had off. Cowboy likes to go, mm -hmm. go, and that's when yeah. he's his best. When you give him a lot of time off and he has to think about the fights, right. it's usually trouble. Yeah, well, but Cowboy's a motherfucker, man. He's, he's got so a lot of dangerous. momentum right now. He's, he's got so a lot dangerous. of momentum. You know, and he's a really fucking tough guy. He takes a good shot. They don't get any tougher than yeah. Don Cerrone. He takes a good shot. And he's really fucking sneaky with his Muay Thai. Very sneaky. And off his back, man. Mm -hmm. I'm telling oh, yeah. you, his X fact off his back. Mm -hmm. I've rolled with Cowboy. It's like Jesus, man. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's very, very slick very off good. his back. That's one of the best things about being a kickboxer that has a really good guard game because you don't worry about getting taken down because yeah, you're very offensive off your back. Unless you're fighting Dos Anjos, who's a high level grappler, yeah. black belt, who high does level. not give a fuck about yeah. your guard. Who's also strong as shit. Yes. Like you saw that Nate Diaz fight. He just ragdolled God, Nate Diaz. God. And just brutalized that leg, too, with those leg kicks. Oh. It's going to be interesting to see if he decides to stand with Donald, like how he decides to approach it. He's so fucking fast. That was the thing that got me in the Pettis fight, like how fast he is to engage and fast he is to execute. He's like, he's like, mm -hmm. right there, right there, right there, bang! Like he was, he like put a tremendous pressure on Pettis right from the beginning, and Pettis doesn't like that. Pettis likes you to stand on the outside and give him time to like get his timing. Well, strikers do, like Barboza right. loves exactly. that. You know, exactly. Yeah, a lot not, of them not, like that. And the, the way to beat those guys a lot of time is that kind of pressure. Get in their face. And Donald had a hard time with Nate in their first fight, or their fight, rather, because Nate put a lot of pressure on him in the first round, and there was a lot of shit talking. Yep. I think he got emotionally invested in that shit talking.
talking a little too much. You want to talk about leg kicks? We didn't even talk about this. I hate to go back to it, but Jose Aldo mm-hmm. has a motherfucker for a kick. Oh, yeah. What? Horrible. And and you got to remember, Connor has that wide stance. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, That's he does. a game fact, because you land four of those leg kicks. We're talking about a different night. Yep. And uh, he's also, we're assuming that Connor's going to fight Southpaw and that Jose's going to fight Orthodox. We're assuming. And if he does do that, then it opens him up for that inside leg kick for sure. Mm-hmm. That's a um, that's a, a, a powerful technique, and it also head kicks. And Jose's not been a head kick kind of a guy, but Connor is, oh, you yeah. know. And when if Connor is in that position, he's in the the strong leg back position, and Jose's opened in the orthodox position. So what I'm saying, folks, if you don't know what we're talking about, if like someone fights a southpaw, it means they have their right foot forward. Orthodox, the way most boxers fight, they have their left leg forward. When Connor has his right leg forward, the inside of his leg, which is a very very sensitive, tender. soft, tender area, he gets opened up for those inside leg kicks. It'll, it'll slow your game down. Yeah. You land a couple of those world-class kicks, it'll slow your game down. Yeah, but I mean, I kind of think that Connor's anticipated that, and he's probably going to, you know, time his movement. And then also you look at, like, that was the, the kick that did in Anderson because Weidman checked it. Yep. And Weidman checked it perfectly and snapped Anderson's leg. So there's that possibility, too. You know, if they go shin to shin a couple of times, woo. I've never been more excited than for a fight card since Saturday night. It's stunning, it's spectacular. You I mean, it's so it's so good in so many ways. Can I can I hate on one of the fights on the card, Joe, real quick? Please do. Uh, Gunnar Nelson, Damian Maya, I think How is dare there. You? It's a news fest three thousand. I know. You? I hope I'm wrong. I, I hope, hope you're I'm wrong. wrong too. Every other fight on that card is ridiculous. Well, I think just style wise, I just don't see that being fun. You look at their previous wins. Gunnar Nelson's really finishes are deci- his finishes are only by submission. You ain't submitting Damian Maya. Mm. That ain't happening. And then his other ones are decision. Damian Maya is either submission or decision. Imagine if Gunnar did submit Damian Maya. You imagine that? It'd be sick. Can you imagine if he could do that? It'd be so sick. Like, is it possible? I mean, I I'm think a it's, fan. Is it possible that Damian could submit Gunnar? I mean, I don't even know if that's possible. I'll, I agree. Well, the thing is, we talk about Gunnar Nelson's background at jiu-jitsu. He's the far cry from Damian Maia. Don't get twisted, people. As he far is. as, you know, celebrated, right. true, traditional jiu-jitsu, Damian Maia is a motherfucking monster. Absolutely, 100%, as far as achievements. Yes. But when you look at what Gunnar Nelson has done, like, he's an elite grappler. He really he is. Jeff Munson, son. Yes, he did. What? Dominated him. Yes. And he's also small for the division, mm-hmm. which is where it gets interesting, because Damian Maia is large for the division. Damian, Damian Maia- cuts a lot of weight and this will be his first time doing it without an IV. Oh, see all these X factors, son? Mm. The other thing is Damian Maya, he's not exactly Lance Armstrong in the cardio department. So no. you want to talk about submissions later in the round, mm-hmm. there's gonna be one. It's probably gonna be Nelson. Well and with no IV, he could even be more totally weakened by this weight that. cut. Yeah, it's a factor. How about Susan Romero? We didn't even talk about that. Dude, what the fuck? Jacare is fighting Yoel Romero. First of all, Yoel Romero has the best body that has ever walked on yeah, earth. Like who, cheeked who looks up, who looks better than that? That's a superhero. He's a superhero. That's a superhero. That's fucking Aquaman. That's Spider Man. Straight up. That's Superman. Straight up. Look at that build. That shit's ridiculous. And Jacare's a fucking savage too, man. Jacare's bicep is like three inches longer than a normal bicep. It goes to the middle of his forearm. He was born to choke people. <laughs> he was literally born to choke people unconscious. It's going to be interesting to see if Yoel can avoid the submissions if it goes to the ground. It's going to be interesting because Yoel's such an elite wrestler. I mean, his wrestling is outstanding. You know what? It's outstanding, but he's been taken down the octagon by inferior yeah, guys. It's because he doesn't give a fuck. Because he just gets right back I, up. 
He's not You're not getting right approach. back up on Juck, right? No, 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 no. He's not going to have that approach. That's a fucking tough He's going to be call. much more conservative, I think, in in his approach as far as his attacks. But he's got so much he's got so much faith in that fast twitch muscle fiber too, because he drops those fucking fast shots. So on does Souza though. Yep. So does Jacare. Yep. This what especially the now fuck, the Yushin Okami fight when oh. Jacare unloaded on Okami. What are you worried about my jujitsu? What? How about worried about knuckle sandwiches? Knuckle sandwich, son. I yeah. think uh, someone's getting fight. dropped. That's a wild fight. I think it ends up on the feet, and someone's gonna land a bomb. You know what gets me? I almost wish that Yoel. I, it's like I almost wish he was fighting for the title now, because I feel like he's 36. He's 36. Time is not on his side. No, especially he, not with this kind of testing. And it, yeah, yeah, time is not on his side. Testing ain't doing him any favors. That's not. And good. he has injuries. You know, he's back. He's, oh, yeah. They're supposed to fight before. Well, he's had his neck operated on. Of course, he's got a big slice in the back of his neck. And you see him when he steps on the scale at the weigh-ins, where he uh, he had disc surgery. I don't know what they did. I don't. Well, know if he they don't wrestle for it. that long without yeah. having some issues. Yeah. Un- Kale Sanderson twice. Yeah, he's a monster. I mean, he's maybe one of the greatest amateur wrestlers to ever come out of Cuba. He's just a freak, man. A monster wrestler. He eats shots though, and he's not exactly a cardio machine either. Nope. And he's got to be real careful about like how he how he explodes and how he paces himself. I mean, these are two fucking kegs of dynamite going after each other. Two Bro different approaches. Self. God damn, that's a good fight. Whoa! And how about we're not even talking about Uriah Faber. Uriah Faber's on this card. No one's even brought it up. Yeah, they just have him on the card just in case Aldo didn't show up. Yep. That's Let's exactly be real. What it is. Let's get real that's here, exactly everybody. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. I probably gave him a good stipend. Yeah, he's on the, on the card. Shape. Yeah, do your thing, Uriah. Who, do you know Frankie Signs? S A E N Z. How do you pronounce it? Signs? Signs? Sins? Sains? Sains? It's not good if we don't know his name. Well, if he wins, it's good for him. Yeah. If he wins for him, it's gigantic for him. Jeremy Stevens and Max Holloway, it's another fucking bang-up fight, too, nobody's bringing up. Dude, I'm impressed with Holloway, man. Fuck yeah, man. That Cub-Swanson fight opened up a lot of people's <sighs> eyes. They were like, whoa. And this kid's only like 24. He's young, talented, mm-hmm. fucking dudes up. What's he won? Five in a row? Seven in a row since losing to Connor? Five, yeah. probably? He's won quite a few and looks better every single time he's inside the octagon. Hey, Stevens, for sure, let's not suck in our gut like that when we take the picture, though. <laughs> Look at that. Ah, can't can't do that. It's obvious. Caught him out of camp for photos. <laughs> it's obvious. I've been there. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> and you know this shit's going to be on the promos and shit. <laughs> I would have tanned and did some fucking push-ups. Yeah, Jeremy Stevens has some fucking dynamite in his hands. He has dynamite. I and see his it. kicks, too. They're when he knocked better. out Honey Jason, that yes. head kick. Nasty. That was a flatliner, He's son. almost like the Rumble Johnson of this weight class. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, he You're is right. just a right. fucking ball of knockout. Yeah. But then, how, I just think Holloway's he, he's too good. He has too many tools to win. We'll see. I like it. I like that fight. I like it a lot. I think Jeremy card. Stevens, the, it's, you zig when you should have zagged, you fuck up, you make a mistake. Oh, it's you, over. You, yeah. He, he'll shut the fucking lights out on you. That Dennis Bermudez fight, how about that? <sighs> how about that fight? Bermudez is a motherfucker. Bermudez was looking good in that fight, too. Jeremy Stevens dropped the bomb on him. He can do that, man, and he holds that power deep into the third round, too. You got to remember, also, he knocked out the champ. He knocked out Dos Anjos. That's knocked, right. Yep. People forget to, that. I don't forget it. He knocked out those Andros at 55 and then dropped down to 45. Feels like he's got a better shot at 45. I wonder if how many guys are going to continue to try to compete at 45 with this IV ban. Not many. 
Yeah, I wonder how Jeremy's going to do, because I think this will be his first fight without the IV as well. well think about Aldo and McGregor, too. McGregor's well, some motherfucker oh, for yeah. them to get down. Yeah. You look at McGregor when he's on that scale, it's like, yeah, he looks like dead he's man got, walking. So. Yeah, like a horrible stomach disease or something. Yeah. Um, if McGregor knocks out Aldo, is he the biggest star in the UFC? Yeah. Yeah, he's the biggest. 100%. He's the biggest right now. You think? I mean, Ronda's the biggest, but she's not because she's not the champ. Um, he's the champ. They will have parades for him in Ireland. I'll have, you have a to, parade for him. Yeah, but you have to understand the level of champ, like their level of love that he gets is so, like, women, like, looked at Ronda like this new thing. There's this new thing that never existed before. This beautiful female combat sports champion who's totally dominant. But Ireland has a long oh. history of, of combat sports athletes. And right now, Conor McGregor is as big as anyone that's ever been. And if he beats Aldo and he smashes Aldo, with the way he talks and his charisma, the way he dresses, his whole th package, the I whole thing, it. there's no one like him. They will have I a agree. goddamn parade for him in Ireland, and he will be the biggest star MMA has ever seen. He will eclipse Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey together. He's going to be Joe. the fucking Mac Daddy. You know, you know the thing about Connor too. That's a big if, he's right? The, it's a big if. It's a big it's if. A fucking if, man. But it's an if I think I the UFC needs it. I think UFC needs him to win so bad. Nope. Nope. I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. Connor, if if Connor gets knocked out dead by Jose Aldo, then Aldo looks even better. Okay. Aldo looks even better, and then next people want to see Aldo fight someone else. Who I, Frank I Edgar just, again? I don't. I don't ever look at it in terms of like what would be the best result for the. Oh, the, I do all the, the time. I don't. I want martial arts that's what i want I i'm want, with you joe that's all great but want, we're in the i want exchanges i want to figure out what is what's the best style is it this long stance with these crazy weird movements and throwing in traditional martial arts techniques or is it hard dutch style with fucking world-class brazilian jiu-jitsu well, we know that works he's been winning yeah, for 10 sure. years but, but, so let's but say does it work against connor what if connor fucking spinning back kicks him in the liver five seconds into the fight like he did with chad then we got the biggest fight you know we biggest fighter of all time wild shit but the thing is is if you look at the if if I'm a businessman I'm not not as martial artist if I'm a businessman Connor winning is the golden ticket oh yeah 100%. by far and yeah, it's the long but, play too because Jose you know he he's not gonna be around that much longer right but there's never been a guy like Connor before and the UFC's been fine like you don't it, it's not necessarily the best thing oh, no, for they're the gonna sport. be fine. Dana's still Scrooge McDuck. I'm not saying that, son. I'm not. I'm not saying he goes broke. But I don't even think it's. I'm just talking about the, getting new heights. I don't think so. Look at this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Scrooge McDuck doing the backstroke through a, a sea of gold. <laughs> Fucking love that guy. <laughs> I just never thought about it until you started bringing up Scrooge McDuck. I never thought about that cartoon. It's random as yeah. fuck. Whenever right? you talk about money, like I ain't Scrooge McDuck. And I'm like, that's right, Scrooge. Scrooge McDuck, he had a lot of money. Balling, son. Yeah, I, I think this fight, for martial artists, this fight is uh, is like the ultimate who knows. It's like the ultimate. The Weidman fight as well. They're both ultimate who knows. The only difference being that we saw Weidman get wheel kicked in the head by Vitor. We saw that. Oh, we no, saw you, saw, you, saw, you, say, you saw Rockhold get wheel kicked. Oh, did I say Weidman? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, we saw Rockhold get knocked out by Vitor's wheel kick in the first round. That's the only variable. That was mutant Vitor, though. It was mutant Vitor. I miss that. You me know, there's, there's part of me that all this... Look, I'm very torn on TRT Vitor, obviously. <laughs> very torn. Because <laughs> as, as a person who enjoys TRT <laughs> myself, like, goddamn, there's some benefits to that stuff. Like, yeah, you can't have that, though, man. No, you can't, but why not? I get it. Because right. Bisbing's left eye is why yes, not. you're right. But, okay, 
That, but that was a shot that landed. Are we absolutely sure that that shot was landed because of TRT? I mean, that's the thing with TRT. Uh-huh. If I can throw a spinning back kick a hundred times naturally, I take TRT, I can throw it a thousand times. Yeah. 100% it's helped me throw that back kick. Especially if you can achieve hyperhuman levels and maintain them. So that's what people, I don't think, totally understand about this argument about TRT. So all you have to do, when, when they're talking about like the dosage, dosage varies for every athlete that takes it. But what they want to do is maintain a high normal, right? So high normal is like 800. This would be the number that they would look for in your blood test. It's 100 to 1,000, right? Is yeah. That, well, is that right? It's very rare. You get to 1,000. Very. It's like super rare, like African dudes who eat elephant meat and fucking kill lions with sticks. Those guys might hit 1,000 naturally. Jesus Christ. You just get some fucking <laughs> super fucking genetics. Spe- like, like Yoel Romero, there are probably some times in his life where he's at 1,000. But most people, you have to be like some super stud. You know, yeah. there just doesn't, it barely exists. They're out there, I'm They're sure. out there. Yeah. They're out there. There's outliers, right? There's these like, fuck, like those Iceland dudes. Those gigantic power, like the mountain. Yeah. Like, just... Obviously, he probably does some fucking Mexican supplements. Yeah, the I mountain. believe. What? But uh, even on top of that, you're dealing with Mexican supplements on top of a super human guy. True. A gigantic seven foot tall gorilla man. Then you're the mountain. Yeah, you're the mountain. Yeah. Right? So... When you're in camp, like this is one of the things that Weidman was yelling at Vitor, because when Vitor's blood work came back from camp, this is a guy that had been taken off of TRT, got on TRT because his testosterone was low. But when he's in camp training for Weidman, they test his testosterone, and it's three times higher than Weidman's. Weidman's at three, he's at 12. And everybody's like, Jesus what Christ. the fuck? You know, or was it four times? So he's, who knows? Who knows what's going on? What he, he he got away with it. Whatever it is, either he figured out a way to get his testosterone up naturally, or he figured out a way to do it and not get caught. But when you're a guy like Weidman, who's a young guy who's doing it by the book and doing it totally not, you, your body gets broken down by training, and it takes some serious mental power, some serious willpower to keep pushing through. When you're a guy who's taking that TRT, all you have to do is maintain that high normal. So you might, if your workouts are brutal and they're breaking your body down, you got to bang, revitalize that bitch. And he might be taking giant doses several times a week. For sure. And if he's doing that, he's operating at a level that a normal human being just can't. You can't train that much. Just can't. It doesn't mean if you're 19. doesn't matter if you're 45. You can't do it. You know what the thing is, though? Is Granted, you know, TRT does help and all that. You still have to put in the work. 100%. You, he's still putting in the fucking work, you idiots. Yeah, 100%. Like, people are like, oh, Barry Bonds. What, he couldn't hit a bit. No, you take all the steroids you want and try hitting that many home runs. Exactly. No, they still have so much talent, man. You have to have all the above. You do. You have to have the talent, and then you have to, and that's what Vitor had. But the also thing, that, there's a thing that happened where he had this crazy confidence because of that shit. Yes. It's a different kind of confidence. It's just a different person. He was a different person in those fights. Well, there's a lot of guys like that. Overeem, when he, when he fought Brock, I yeah. mean, what the oh my God. fuck? Oh, my God. That was terrifying. It made me not want to fight anymore. 265 shredded. I looked at his arm, I looked at his, and then yeah. I looked at his, I was like, fuck this, man. And Brock just couldn't fucking take him down. Pull that fight up. Find that fight. See if you could find that fight online. Overeem versus Brock. He would have finished third or fourth in Olympia, probably. Wouldn't it be great if there was no testing? Just so you could see that guy. I don't know if it was. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Because then you're talking about who has the best doctor. I know. But I mean, okay. Like when Overeem fought Badr Hari, 
Do you think Badahari was clean? Mm, fuck, I love Badahari. Hate to throw him under the bus. I hate to as well. So let's just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> like Mike, they were all doing it though. Holly, hey. I mean, K one is a different kind of an environment, you know. And uh, I think those guys have been, you know, there's guys in Holland that have been caught. So here's over him. Jesus, what look the at the size look of him. Look at those traps, son. And, look, and he's coming out with a low stance too. What, and, oh, hey, look how bad Brock stands. Brock's what the fuck is throwing Brock leg doing? kicks. He's throwing leg kicks and doing like some Jeet Kune Do hand techniques. He's trying to jab a quick jab. Thing. He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know what to do. He's got this guy coiled up in front of him. Ooh, and over him just barely missed a haymaker overhand right. I don't think anyone beats that over him. That's the scariest guy maybe ever in the octagon. Low stance. Heavyweight. Low stance. Good luck taking him down. He also could take a shot when he was juiced up like Fuck this. And yes. God damn it. Look at the amount of mass he was carrying then as compared to now. Oh. Look at this. This strategy. Look, here's the takedown defense. Nothing. Not even Brock gets a single. Not even close. Brock just couldn't complete the single. That's so crazy. He's got a hold of that single and he couldn't go a goddamn thing about it. Brock is mixed up with the stand up, though, here. Yeah. Well, Dude. for him, that's pretty good. But it's the ferocious fucking power that Overeem has is always looming. See? It's looming. It's keeping him at bay. You will He's never caught. see two freaks like this in the octagon ever oh. again with Oh, the new boom. Destiny. There's that knee to the body. There's oh, another one. Son. Then the kick. Brock's trying to keep him up, but he's already hurt. He's, oh, you have a bad gut? That's cool. Check this out. He's throwing some good jabs. Yeah, he really is. But it's just Overeem. Overeem's cut already. He got cut over his right eye. That flat top ain't helping nobody. Come on. It looks beautiful. I like it. Oh, those nasty fucking uppercuts. Here's that knee to the body. Ooh. That already fucked him up, and then he kicks him. And here comes the kick. The kick was nasty. He throws that kick right under that right arm. You're never, a, you're never going to see too muscular. Do oh. He hit him with that right kick. He There's a, a left kick that he lands in this fight that I remember watching like three or four times in a row. Like, ooh, that one. That one wasn't a good one. Dude, I loved watching Brock fight. God damn, Overeem looked good back then. Jesus. Different animal now, isn't he? Jesus. Yeah, I mean, it, it yeah. makes you think like, I get it. I mean, I'm not really saying that guys should be able to. There it is. There's an, it's a knee, actually. I'm sorry. Boom. Boom. I'm not saying that guys should be able to do whatever. The, there oh, it is. There's the kick. Son. <clears throat> There's that left kick. Yep. Boom. The one that went right under the armpit. It's. I'm not saying that a guy should be able to do whatever they want. Just pull it back to that that left kick to the body again. Just one more time. I want to see that. You know what the thing is, though, Joe? You also got to chop it up. This is a few years ago, too. Yep. Uh, Over me has miles on him, man. Boom. He's fighting K1, Pride, yep. UFC. He has miles on him. Oh, yeah, 100%. But I think that's it's one of the things. It's not all just TRT. I think one of the things that TRT does is take those miles off. A few miles. I think, I think it takes a lot off if you do enough. And I think that's what we saw with Vitor. Well, here it is, man. This fucking, he lands his right knee first and hurts him. And then he lands that left kick to the body. Yeah, look where his right down. hand is when he lands this. <clears throat> Boom. Boom. Then watch, you can There's see it fucks him up. He's hurting him. Now watch. Here, this is this is Look terrifying. How low it is. Watch it. Slam! Oh God! Right underneath. Just shin to the gut, and that's right where after he had that surgery for <sighs> diverticulitis. Yeah, man. Had a big chunk of his colon removed or his intestines removed. Rather, I'm a, I'm a big Brock fan. I like both those guys. <sighs> big Brock fan though. But over him then in that fight, boy, we had a lot of options. Good We're like, there's so many good fights for that guy. That was the best. Seeing him against Junior or him against Kane or him against, there were so many fights we could have seen him. It was the best, man. Yeah. 
it's interesting how different a guy becomes when you take that stuff away from him. I mean, it is the ultimate proving ground for testosterone. It's the ultimate proving ground. It's to watching the difference. Sure. Yes. F watching the difference between these guys and what they can pull off when they're on it and when they're not. I mean, you can, I'm sure you could see a difference in football players, but the difference is you're not, you're not seeing them to a finish in a particular contest against another human being. We get to see their movements. Like you see a guy sprinting on the field, you can see a guy making good plays, you can see a guy being energetic and pulling off, but you're not seeing them in a sustained environment for five minutes at a time, three five minute rounds, and watching their movements and, and analyzing them against another human being. I agree, it's very, like in fighting steroids, it's very black and white. Yeah. I think it's very clear whether someone's on it, very clear. Well, it's hard to say. No, I'm not saying I, I can't look at a guy and go, he's taking it. Right. But if like Vitor, right? Like when he fought what? Oh, but yeah. Vitor in Brazil, it was like yeah. holy, good God. <laughs> and then Vitor when he fought Weidman, was like, oh man, yeah, oh fuck. It was like the way I described it, like a football that had like one quarter of the air missing. Yeah, it was just some. It was like, like something happened. Hell. Like something's going on. But if you watch, say, like a fight and a guy is a super athlete, guys will assume like people are already saying Sage Northcutt's on steroids. That's not fair. He's 19. That's the, yeah, that's not so, fair. That's the world we yeah, live in, though. Yeah, of course. So it's, it's hard to tell by looking at somebody, but you can tell if they change radically. Like 100%. if you go back to Vitor's fight with, Jeff, uh, with Rich Franklin, watch that fight. Watch the Rich Franklin fight, his body, and then watch his fight in the, the Rockhold fight. Yeah, man. Watch his body or, in that or fight. Or if, uh, if, if a guy has like a crazy losing streak, then all of a sudden he's coming back. He's mm -hmm. like this new guy. That's always mm -hmm. a signal to me like, uh, well... I know, but something I mean, changes, and it ain't just kicking and punching because you know how to do that. I totally get that it should be illegal, and I totally agree that it should be illegal. But part of me it makes me go, "Wow, it's just so interesting to see something that allows you to do your sport way better, and they won't let you do it." I know, <laughs> I know. You know, I mean, everything else, everything else you can do. I mean, like we'll talk about, like you know different supplements like different companies that sell stuff like these uh testosterone boosters and all, all these different uh, creatine or yeah, yeah. there's all sorts of stuff all like, those things creatine's work a, a little bit enhancer. yeah, yeah. It, it affects your performance yeah. helps you recover and all that stuff. oh yeah all different vitamins different amino acids they all have an effect you can take a little you can have a little effect what are you taking? Branch chain amino acids? We'll allow it's it. That's going to help. Well, we'll what, about yeah. what about HGH? What about HGH? So if, if a guy injures his knee, you know, there's, there, there's studies now that HGH is proven to really help yeah. aid in the process of recovery, where before guys were kind of fucked. Oh, yeah. 100% athletes uh -huh. should take HGH. Um, yeah, right. Especially when there's a significant injury they're trying to recover from. Yeah. But if they're under the testing protocol of the, the USADA, they can't do it. I like, know. They can't even do it while they're recovering but from an injury. Who's that hurting? Athletes. It, it's, it's certain athletes and it's certain the UFC. Right. Because now now that athlete that maybe you could, let's say it's Anderson Silva, instead mm -hmm. of, you could have taken half of his time away from the sport and he could be fighting sooner. Do you think there should be different standards, though? Um, I mean, between like combat sports and other sports. Different standards of like what you can and can't do as far as enhancing your body because of the fact that what you're trying to do ultimately is do damage. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. It has, to, it has think, to be more stringent. Of, not that she is ever. Think if Holly was looked like Overeem. She was on some massive right. shit and kicked Ron in the face. Right. It's a different result. It's a totally different result. Yeah. If, if, if it turned out that she had tested positive after that fight, good Lord, all the hate would come her way now. Yes. And then, oh, my God, you had to cheat to beat Ronda, yep. you fucking loser, you piece of shit. They would hate her. Mm -hmm. would, yeah.
It's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's but it's also there's there's don't you think there's a different reaction when a woman gets caught taking an anabolic steroid versus a man? Yeah, I feel uh, it's just like a freak thing. Yes, I think when guys do it, it's kind of like ah yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Right, a little bit with women, it's like what you, you fucking cheater. You went deep. Yeah, dude, I know girl jujitsu competitors that are taking testosterone. They don't even get paid. I mean, let's they're just sure doing relax. They're just doing jujitsu. They're doing jujitsu. Yeah, let's not do that. And they're doing testosterone. Let's not do that. Yeah, they're doing like creams and stuff like, like that. Like, low levels. Like Cyborg will never be able to shake that t uh, steroid stuff ever. Did you ever watch her first fight? Have you ever seen yes. her first fight? Yeah. Mm -hmm. she'll, she'll never be able to shake any of that. Even She might be clean now. I'm not saying she's on yeah. stuff. I have no idea. She's always gonna, That's always going to be brought up every time she fights now. Well, because we all... I mean, we're, it's like you, you saw what she looked like. Yeah. You saw that she didn't look anything like anybody that you knew that hadn't done anything that was a woman. Like when women get athletic and they get strong and they lift a lot of weights... They very rarely look like that. Like there was this, there's this level of musculature and thickness and density and shredded at very low body fat with very high muscle content. You're like, whoa. There's but we're a also lot not just on here. we're just not speculating. She tested positive. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not like, oh 100%. no, I think she's on it. No, no, no. She failed the test. Yeah. Yeah. So 100%. that's always going to travel with her. Always. Speaking of big ass girls in jiu jitsu, you know that uh, Gabrielle. You know what I'm talking about, oh, yeah. Gabby? You yeah. know she's striking now at Black House. Yeah, yeah. She's looking pretty fucking Dude, good. she's like 6'4". She's going to fight MMA in uh, Japan. She signed yeah. some big deal out there. But the problem with her is she's 200 plus pounds. There's Who the no hell is going to fight, fight her? They found like some big Russian bitch with a beard or something. <laughs> <laughs> she's just knocking this Russian grizzly bear out. Because like you look at her and she's a, such a freak now. It's like she used to be this really heavy woman with a lot of body fat. She was really big. And she was just so bulky. She was so big. And then, like, she must have gotten, like, Shredded. facial reconstruction. She must have gotten something done to her face, too. Uh, and don't forget about them titties. Titties. She got them big titties. And she lost all the body fat. I mean, Shredded. She's shredded. Who, who the fuck has ever done that before? Gone from being, like, really fat and overweight forever and just dominating girls in, in jiu-jitsu, doing really well, to all of a sudden being shredded shred town 3000 yeah. just yeah, like fucking overeem versus brock lesnar 100 yeah yeah and now she's doing mma and she, she i think she has a fight coming up or something. in japan she's on ryzen she's on the ryzen card isn't she I'm, I, I, yeah i feel yeah, like i'm is. almost positive she signed like yeah. a but my thing is yeah look how big she is next to kat zingano and cat's a big girl googly cat's not small yeah, she's a good 50 pounds heavier than Kat. Gabby Garcia, that's right. Yeah. But she trains with my good friend Mike Safai in, uh, at Anderson Silva's gym, and he's like, dude, you should see this girl head. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. She's huge. And the other thing is, like, she got so good at jiu-jitsu, and she was dominating women at jiu-jitsu. She's, she like, gets, smashing them. She gets into those girls on the ground now with that body. I mean, that body, she must have so much she more lo endurance. She lost, though, that little Mackenzie girl. I know. Mackenzie's a dime piece, too. Isn't that amazing? Son. Yeah. That girl weighs like 130. How does she do that? I'm a Jiu-Jitsu. Jiu-Jitsu. Jiu-Jitsu is the only martial art where a small, talented guy really can beat a bigger, stronger, faster guy just by knowing the techniques. Just True. by being like a guy like Marcelo Garcia when he fought Rigo Rodriguez yeah. in that grappling match. Mm -hmm. That's just a fight, a match. Like everybody knew Marcelo was going to win. You know, it's the point where Mar Marcelo took Rico's back. Rico sort of like 
violated the rules. Yeah. He slammed, slammed him. him yep. Yeah, he slammed him because Mar Marcelo was backpacking him. He was on him, like, and he didn't want to get choked out, so he threw all of his 240-plus pounds backwards with Marcelo on his back. So he landed all the weight on Marcelo's back, just slammed him to the ground, and then Marcelo leg-locked him. Such a badass. True. This technique. Speaking There's of leg locks, your boy uh, Ryan Hall fights. I know. Tomorrow. What, what happened? Was someone supposed to fight him and they couldn't get a visa or something? No. So the guy who was, uh, he's from England, he lied on his um, uh, visa to get in here and he had some felony or something on oh, it. So they didn't God. allow him back in the States to fight for the finale. So Ryan Hall stepped up. To, uh, but Ryan Hall lost already in the house. Who did he lose to? Uh, I forget. I haven't watched. I binge watch. I like to binge watch those you know, things. I've, I've been doing the, the show on Fox Sports Live, so I just watch. Oh, okay. I like watch them right before I go on the show, but I don't watch the Ultimate Fighters. Well, since I've been crazy busy, too, and since I, I'm concentrating on this card, I'm not calling those other cards. I'm only call, calling that one card. I didn't watch it too much. That The Artem guy, he's Connor's boy. He's knocking motherfuckers out. His hard. Yeah. He hits hard, but he you know, also drops his hands, and he throws these winging punches. Yes. And, so it's interesting. It's, yeah, it's interesting. He's it's interesting. Gonna, yeah, it's going to be trouble. It's a crazy fucking week, and no one is even talking about Chad Mendez and Frankie Edgar. Not at no all. No one's even talking about it. L listen, you ain't shit unless you're freaking Jose or Connor this weekend. Even Chris Weidman's like, come on, man. Come on. Give me some love here. Jock Ray and uh, freaking, you know, we, we forgot to even, we, we skipped over him almost. Yeah. Well, we always want someone like Connor to come along who believes in himself in a way that we can't imagine believing in ourselves. We want someone to come along who, who he, says crazy shit like he says. He's like our Muhammad Ali, but Irish and small. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but but in a weird new way, you know? Where, where you like it, though. Because if you meet Connor, granted, he does believe himself more than anyone, but he's such a good mm -hmm. dude. He's, yeah. I'd lunch with him like, God damn, man. I'm he's on your guy. side, man. You're such a good person. He's a great guy. Yeah. And he, and he really does fuck with their heads, man. He really does a number on dudes. They get in there, they're all discombobulated by the time they get in there with them. And I, I think other fighters respect that because the amount of shit that he's talked and he puts so much pressure on himself, it's like, damn, and he still pulls it off. Yeah. Because yeah. even in little interviews when I was fighting, when I talked a little bit of shit, I'd get off the phone like, ah, oh, shit. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. He, told, he talked about the Mark Hunt thing when Mark Hunt got mad at you and you're like, hey. Hey, man. <laughs> I like send him a DM on Twitter. Hey, bro. I was just joking, man. What's up, brother? He's cool. He's cool as fuck, though. Yeah. He was super cool. Mark Hunt. Yeah, Mark Hunt. See, there's a guy. Imagine him on testosterone replacement. Oh, my God. He's not doing nothing. Ain't no one fighting that guy. Especially, in there's something about Samoans. Like, they're, they're just, they're built better. They're just sturdier. They're like tanks. They're tanks. They're tanks, and I'm a bike. Like his knees are twice the size of a normal person's knees. When you see, like, Mark Hunt inside the octagon. Yeah. He was made to fight, man. Yeah. That fucking dude throws bombs, too. What's next for him, Ooh. though? It's a good question. Because, you know, he's coming off a big win over Bigfoot Silva. What the fuck kind is going to happen win? with Bigfoot? Do you think they're going to let Bigfoot go? If they release Bigfoot, will they be in time for him to fight Fedor and Pride? God damn or it. Or Ryzen. Ryzen. Did they give the him fight. a fight yet? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Some bullshit. But if they had, a, if they gave him enough time, if they were nice, and they go, look, Bigfoot ain't going to happen. But. You can go over to Japan and let <laughs> I don't see you why can, they wouldn't, because what's left for Bigfoot? Where, where's Bigfoot yeah. go? What when, are we going to do with Bigfoot? In Japan, they're not going to make him weigh in, weigh whatever he wants. They'll let him take whatever he wants. And if anybody has a right to take testosterone, it's Bigfoot. 
True. He has a pituitary gland tumor, and that's why he has giantism. Yeah, but that motherfucker took advantage gigantism. of it. Allegedly. Yeah, well. Perhaps. That's what the according commission to the, says. To, according, according to the commission. According to these biased tests <laughs> done with these his blood work. Bullshit <laughs> tests. I'll tell you, that's a great game plan. Because in the UFC, yeah. there ain't nothing for you, homie. It's There's true. nothing for you. There's nothing you can't for do you. that anymore. Yeah. There's no title shot. Yeah. They're going to throw you to the wolves and just build off your name. He still hits hard. He's still dangerous. He fucked up over him. That was one of the best highlight reel knockouts in the heavyweight division. That combination of punches that he landed on over him. The when best. he had him up against the cage. The fucking bang, best. Bang, 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 bang. How about when he and knocked he watched... out Travis Brown? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Travis ate that right hand against yeah. the cage. But Travis blew his, his uh, hamstring out, remember? His leg gave out. Yeah, no, fight. I do remember that. Yeah. I remember him blasting the face, though. Yeah. But that also, that was Bigfoot on some shit. It was. So none of that, Matt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, with that, we don't have that Bigfoot. For sure, yeah. ask for your walking papers and go fight Fedor and get all big and swole. But would they give him his walking papers? He doesn't have enough time to fight Fedor. Like, we're it's we're dealing, December. it's like December 10th now. We're talking well, maybe today, not this December fight. 10th. Give Fedor a puff cake like he always fucking fights these days. And then let's have Bigfoot get on some shit and well, do his thing. I can't believe they keep saying Fedor Emelianenko with a to-be-announced opponent this month. I tell you like, what, you, you want to talk about business on one? Don't do that. Yeah. What the fuck are you guys doing? That's what they've always done. That's it's what stupid. Pride always did. Hey, get, always... This ain't the Pride days, man. Yeah, we I need know. matchups. We need good matchups. You're not. I'm not buying a pay per view just fade over some schmunk on it. Well, it's not a fade. It's not a pay per view. It's going to be on Spike. So there's that. You know? That's right. But, but still, that that that's not going to. You're not going to get huge numbers doing that anymore. I wonder the games what change. kind of numbers they will get because this is the 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 Ken Shamrock fight too. Hoist Gracie, Ken Shamrock. You know what? People will buy that. Kimo Slice, people will buy that. I mean, buy it as means watch it. They'll watch it. It'll get I, it'll get a million people. You don't think it'll get a million people? It's free? Yes. It'll get a million. On Spike? Yes. It'll get a million. It'll get a million. It'll get a million. Kimbo, just, I'll watch Kimbo yeah, Slice. Kimbo Love and Dada, guy. and then Hoist and Ken, and then Fedor as well. I, mean, I think that's the car. That's the rise. I'm going to get car, my right? fucking camo tap-out shirt out of the box, will too, you, really? and put that shit on and go to? back to 2002. Do you have one with the yellow collar? I like did, man. It was so sick. <laughs> That, I just say, hey, Bellator, <laughs> hey, Bellator, let's do something new, man. Yeah. Let's try and get some fresh blood in there. Well, what they, they need to guys do are good. is pay Benson a shitload of money and, mm -hmm. and get him to get over there. That's right. How about that Michael Page guy? Yeah, he's Ooh, fun. He's fun. He's fun. I mean, he's, he hasn't fought, you know, no. top competition, but he no. has the potential. He's fun to watch. He right does now. a lot of wild shit. A lot of wild shit. A lot of wild shit, a lot of wild results, crazy knockouts. I wonder what's going to happen with uh, Ben. It's a good question. It's a very good question. Yeah. I heard some Korean organization offered him a ton of money. Only $200,000 a fight. Yeah. That's not that much. That's okay. It's decent. It's decent, but it's not enough to take a, a risk and leave the UFC, because who knows if they're even going to be around in a year. Well, if they're going to be around, yeah. uh, you know, you can get sponsors when you're over there. No one's really watching. That's right. not worth exactly. it. Exactly. That's not worth well, it. Well, he's not getting any sponsors over here. You know, that's yeah, part of the problem. Yeah, you, you gotta, gotta pray to God they spell your name right and shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> What? Anderson Aldo, <laughs> isn't that great? <laughs> How about they called uh, they called Anthony Pettis the Mauler? That's fucking awesome. That's so stupid. I love it. It's like someone inside the company is like trying to sabotage it or something. Yeah, I feel like there's someone in there just like God. How can I fuck this? I up? think there's some dude who works for the company that where he's on the underground and he's 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 like a secret like, <laughs> saboteur and he's going into the database and changing things yeah, after right? hours. They're like, what the fuck? They get there, the teachers are printed. What, you, what the fuck is Anderson Aldo? What is this? He's like, oh, I already put it up. And he's ah, that something has to be going on. Who knows? Who, who knows? knows? Maybe someone from Adidas. Growing pain. Adidas owns them. 
Oh, they do? Adidas owns Reebok. They do? They're like the redheaded stepchild. Maybe it's someone from Nike. Maybe Nike didn't like the deal, so they let Reebok get the deal, then they sabotaged the company with spyware. (laughs) That's the only legit, (laughs) like, it makes no sense to me. It doesn't make any sense for the design of the shirts, too. How about that? How about the design? Like, would you you guys spend 20 minutes? Is there, I I, I just like there's some guys like, you think I can make these dumbasses wear this? You think someone's going to sign off on it? I mean, if you just put that out on the internet and you said, come up with a design idea and you know we'll give you 50 grand or something like that which is jack shit for reebok yeah not sure just get fans who are fans of the sport with photoshop and you 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 open yourself up to this just gigantic pool of people that come up with ideas you can get some dope stuff oh my god man man. oh my god phenomenal stuff and instead they just basically they didn't even spell the names right on all of them you know i mean how much time was put into that it's just a bummer man it's a bummer. Bums me out. Just because I love the UFC, it makes the UFC look bad. Reebok, oh. do whatever the fuck you want, but by signing this deal, now, now yeah. we look like dumbasses. Only to the hardcore fans. They're the only ones who even know about it. Most people have no idea why anybody's wearing a Reebok pair of pants versus a th- I mean, you have to be, like, deep in it like we are. Like, the average guy who's watching it at fucking Buffalo Wild Wings, and he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't give a shit, <clears> but also, that guy's not going to buy a fight kit. You're right. If you want to appeal- You know who else isn't going to buy a fight kit? Me and you. Just start going outside and pointing at people. You'll be oh, successful. I agree. I agree. No, I mean, you just can't. <clears throat> Who's buying it? Have you seen one? Have you ever seen I've one? I've never Anybody? seen one. I've never seen one. Some guy tweeted me earlier today and goes, holy shit, Shab, I'm seeing Conor McGregor fight kits. Oh, that's different. At, at the, you know, at the yeah. island people. The, the, yeah, but they, they even probably smell up. like Guinness. They put a U.S. The American yes. flag on Conor McGregor shit. I think they did that on the website. Um, what they did, though, also. No, some guy ordered it. And took pictures like, this oh, can't God. be right. Oh, God, really? Yes. <laughs> Physically had it. was like, come on, man. <laughs> I got a fucking Conor McGregor shirt. Well, how about the Ireland shirt that they made where they didn't include Northern Ireland? That was a big one. Oh, my God. That was a big that's one. A ins- that's a massive insult to those people. That's a massive insult. Like, you're trying to sell the image of their land. And you don't, I mean, this has been this historical dispute between the North and the South. And you're, you're going to not include Northern Ireland? Dude, in- Conor McGregor's head coach was like, you guys better change that right now. Yeah. I'm ripping all this Reebok shit off my walls. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a, a big deal, man. <clears throat> it's a huge deal for those guys. It's just details, man. You know, it's just, it comes down to just details. I'm sure Dana's getting so much shit from it. He's going to start fo- focusing on it more. I hope so. But um, it's a fucking nightmare, man. They've, they've yeah. done nothing good. Because at least... If they were fucking things up, but guys were getting paid, it's like, don't worry, we'll figure it out. And the fighters like, it's all good, baby. <coughs> right, right, right. They can't do that when you're, you're not paying right. guys. That's exactly how fighters would be, too. Yeah. They wouldn't give a shit. If you spell their name wrong, we'd give them half a million dollars. I don't give a yeah, fuck. Call exactly. me Brandon. Give me 500 grand. <laughs> Brandon Shaw. Yeah. I'll change it. What is, uh, you want Brandon? That's cool. But the, like, That'd be your nickname. Brandon! Brandon <laughs> Shaw. Just fucked up. And Brandon will be in quotes. <laughs> yeah. You just take that on as Brandon. your new nickname. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's like Sage Sage Northcutt, someone tagged me on his Instagram. He posts, oh, get my shirt for the fights tonight. And the T-shirt's $34.99. Well, that's an issue there. And then Sage is getting such a big following. Do your own shit, man. Yeah. We've been over this. Yeah. beat it to a dead horse. Reebok, you'll figure it out. Well, you got a unique opportunity to do that because of the podcast. And, you know, you connect with all these people. And then you have, like, this network of people that listen to your stuff. You give them a free podcast all the time. They want to wear those Fighter and the Kid shirts. They want to drink coffee out of the Fighter and the Kid mug. Yeah. It's it's hard for a fighter 
to establish all that stuff and get it going while they're in the middle of training camps. I get that, Managers Joe. and managers. Yeah, all that. Jazz. Someone should recommend it to him. Oh yeah, I mean, I think they, he shouldn't be focused on. It. Don't get me twisted. Right, don't right. get don't get it wrong. I just feel like uh, if you're not on that model yet, you're getting left behind. It's true, but um, you know these managers and these agents and stuff. They 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 probably don't even know how to do it. They don't. Even, they're not even aware because everybody's just concentrating on the fight game. It's like but, you have to. You're not making money. You're right. not making money doing that. Reebok, you're not. So all right. So you're taking twenty percent of his money that he already earned from yeah. Reebok. That makes no sense. How are you going to make money? How much can a fighter make doing seminars? Like when someone starts doing seminars, how much can they make? <sighs> a decent money if you go on like tours. You know, like how but much? that's a beast, man. How much do they make? Like how much can a guy, like uh, a big name guy, make for a day? I'm not one sure. Day I'm not that. You know, I'm not a superstar. But you know, I was getting. Uh, I did uh, a seminar once, and I got like six grand. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. How many people were in there? Uh, it was in Canada. Uh, I mean, it was packed. It was packed. A couple hundred? Yeah. Uh, no, maybe a hundred. Maybe a hundred. 100. 100. Yeah, Eddie Bravo does some pretty fucking big seminars. <clears throat> I don't want to be rude, though, and ask him how much he makes. But I would think that if you do a bunch of those, like in a row, like you do a gang of those, that's a, that's a, that's a real living. They have to be legit, though. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? A lot of times when a guy's so technical and he's such a good fighter mm-hmm. he's not you know he, he can't relate that in words very well right so the seminar kind of sucks it also seems that like jujitsu is the seminar that people want to go to mm-hmm. it's very hard to get people to go to an mma seminar or very hard to get people to go to a muay thai seminar or a harder but jujitsu seminars are typically pretty fucking giant well i feel like jujitsu is more lucrative right like right p- people who sign up for jujitsu especially in california if you're going through that whole the whole belt system mm-hmm. you're gonna have some bank so they're going to yeah. sign up for a jiu-jitsu seminar. Machida does a shitload of seminars in Brazil, yeah. karate seminars. Right. Yeah, he does. Yeah. But his family has that background. Mm-hmm. His brother, his dad can help. It's a little different animal. Yeah, and he's famous. He's a former champion. Super famous, yeah. yeah. It's different if you're famous. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a, a, an interesting thing, uh, seminars. You know, seminars are very fascinating to me. You know, and also like putting together a gym and making that gym a successful entity, a successful business is so hard to do. Do you know anything about Combat Sports Academy, the CSA, Kevin Ross trains out of, uh, Gina, I guess Gina Carano's up there now, too, I've, I've Miriam heard of it. Nakamoto. I've heard of it. Yeah, he's, he's a bad motherfucker, the guy who runs that gym, and he knows what he's doing, and he's got a giant gym. He's got a lot of members, and he puts on seminars and teaches people how to run gyms, how to successfully run gyms and, and set up training programs, stuff That's like brilliant. that. That's brilliant. Yeah, I want to go, I should go to it sometime just to watch, just I'd for my down. own edif- Yeah, we should go. Yeah, I'd be Find down. out what, I think he does it annually. I think mm. he does it annually. Because uh, Audit see what does that doing. too, though, a little mm-hmm. bit, right? Like they, they do. Different, ha- though. Different. Well, I'm just saying it, they do a thing how, yes. right? How you can training. qualify to be a trainer for yes. Monet Academy. Right, but this is the difference being that it's training protocol. Like John Wolf does a lot of things, but it's all like kettlebells and um, uh, steel maces and things like that. It's exercises. You know, there's a, there's a difference between teaching someone how to uh, like perform exercises correctly. Like kettlebell certifications are pretty common. You know, like um, uh, Pavel does a sure. bunch of um, a bunch of different kettlebell. Steve Maxwell does. Yeah. He has his own certification process. I think Mahler, Mike Mahler, does as well. The, the real big name guys have these certification protocols because they figure out what's the best way to implement their training regimen and then they teach it to people so they can teach it to other people. And once you get the technique down, the mov- movements down, stuff like that, but I think it's way more complex to get a bunch of people to sign up for your gym. I think that's hard for people to do. And he's teaching them how to run the gym and be mm-hmm. successful? I think so, I'm that's pretty sure. A motherfucker. And I think also how to uh, set up training uh, training schedules and calendars and how to p- peak fighters. I mean, that's, for- that's 
that's priceless. <clears throat> yeah, he, he should be killing it. There should be a ton a of people, people in come. There. A lot of people yeah. come to those things. He should be killing it because that. I mean, to learn that is priceless. Man. Well, he also has a. He's got some um, CrossFit shit going on too. Because like their Instagram post is a lot of his CrossFit game stuff, a lot of CrossFit um, classes and exercises. So I think his gym is both a strength and conditioning gym and a Muay Thai gym. And I know Smart, they have man. they have some MMA There's fighters there as both. well. Yeah, but it's like Muay Thai. It's very hard to get a lot of people to sign up for Muay Thai. Not a lot of people want to get their face split open. No. Not a lot of people want to get cut up Not by the elbows. Masses. Yeah. That's why jujitsu is so lucrative. Exactly. You get old ladies do jujitsu. Even CrossFit. That's yeah. why CrossFit's so big, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's hard to run a gym, man. I mean, even running a fucking 24-hour fitness or a L.A. fitness or something like that. Hard. Gym or restaurant. Since I was a kid, you know, my dad's a businessman. Since I was a kid, a gym or a restaurant is not the way you want to go. Like, They're people hard. ask me, are you going to start a gym? Absolutely not. Yeah. The chance of you making legit money off that? Good it's luck, hard. man. It's hard. It's so competitive. Unless you're some Scrooge McDuck. <clears throat> like Dan Lambert, who doesn't give a fuck, yeah. who puts together some just gig I mean, I don't know. I don't even ever ask Dan, but I can't imagine how long it took him before ATT was profitable. It takes a long-ass time, man. I'm, I'm sure it's probably profitable now because it's, it's so big and so famous, so popular. True. But I might be wrong. He might just be doing he it for the money. He might be just breaking even, yeah. Yeah. He may, I mean, doing it for the fun rather than True. the money. Yeah, it's 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 also when you think about how many different schools and colleges produce professional football players, right? They go from the high school system to the college system. They go from the college system into the NFL. You know, I mean, there's the 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 wealth of talent nationwide established these these systems as these kids come up in. It's there's about three hundred a year. So established, yes. right? MMA is not like that. No. You have these random professional gyms, and some of them, like, there's fighters, like, Johnny Hendricks left team takedown. I know. So he's what he's going to do is he's going to uh, have someone fucking hold mitts for him and do some boxing work and then work out with, like, a, the Oklahoma State wrestling team and, like, Is like, that Whoa. what he's saying? Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. got to put together his own camp. He's leaving team takedown. That's tough, man. It is tough. And also, he lives in Dallas. Team takedown was in Dallas. It's the big, you know, the big place in Dallas. They came up together. I think they had some sort of a problem because the team takedown thing, if I'm, I'm talking out of my ass here because it's all it's just stuff I've read on the internet, but I believe what they did is they give the fighters a salary and they give them, you know, they set them up. Room and board. Room and board. Take care of everything, but when the money starts rolling in, they get 50%. God, dog, 50%? We're yep. talking about Johnny Hendricks, the champ. Yep. That'd be annoying as fuck. Yep. Well, he's not the champ anymore. Yeah, but still. He was for a while. Yeah, yeah. You got to wonder, you know, what's the most profitable way to do 50 is a lot. 50 is a ton, but also at the same time, you know, was Johnny a guy that didn't have anything? He's coming from Oklahoma, from college, and like, listen, yep. we're going to invest all this money into you, hoping you become the champ, and then we'll get our money back on the investment. Exactly. And then did it happen? Johnny was like, listen, I don't know the details. Was Johnny like, fuck this, man, it's too much money? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. You know, and then there's the, the argument that could be made where, like, if you have a high-level champion like a Johnny Hendricks, it makes the whole gym better. And it's it's worth a lot of money to the gym just to have him training there. For 100%. 100%, right? That's huge, man. Because it changes people's attitude about a gym. It you brings know? better guys into the gym. 100%. 100%. Like, like, here's a perfect example. Muscle Farm. You found out that TJ just moved to Muscle Farm. Everybody went, whoa, hold on. That's a ballsy move by Muscle Farm. That's a gangster move, right? Yeah. You get a guy like um, Matt Brown's there, too. 
Get a guy like Matt Brown. You can see you got Matt Brown and you got TJ Dillashaw. Okay, you're making moves. You got Matt like, Brown. Yeah. You got TJ Dillashaw. You got Brandon Thatch. Neil yep. Magny. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Neil Magny just beating Calvin Gaslam. That raises it big time. Like you, that's that, those are gangster moves, yes. right? That's that's how you get a gym popular. So now here we are talking about the Muscle Farm gym. If they didn't do that, would we be talking about it? No. Well, Rampage was training there years ago. Did we talk was about like the it? The first one. We didn't talk about it. How about it? Sage? You know, Sage Northcutt left uh, TriStar. He did. Yeah. His when? dad pulled him from TriStar. What? Yeah. When? That's in the recent uh, the recent article I read. His dad took him out of TriStar. He's training in Dallas now, some local gym in Dallas or some shit like that, or wherever he's from in uh, Texas. Whoa. Station, whatever. Hmm. I wonder what that's all about. I don't know. French girls. Too much to get you. Too much temptation. Bonjour. Sage has to just fucking. If he doesn't, I, I don't know. She's I wouldn't want to change life. his fucking sheets. Missing out on life. Wouldn't want to fucking be the person who has to wash that kid's sheets. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the, the amount that just must fly out of his body in the middle like, of the night like from his dreams. Spider-Man. Nah. <laughs> yeah, man. He's going to have a, a, a tough road as far as distractions go. But hey. Yeah. Worst things could happen to you. <laughs> I agree. It's a good thing. Or he might just fly off the fucking handle. Sage Northcott Prince returned to TriStar after UFC Fight Night 80. Eyes future acting modeling gigs. Oh, it's over. Well, yeah. Let's it's see. over. Hey, man. Acting and modeling You got a gigs. long ways to go in the UFC. Let's yeah. talk about modeling and acting. Yeah. Well, maybe he just sees the potential for money and realizes he can only fight so much. I mean, that's always possible. That is always possible, man. I mean, look, you have to think about it that way. Look at what's going on with you. Look at how much more money you make now doing your podcast than you were making when you were fighting and how much easier it is for it's not you. Not even close. Not even close. Not even close. And, and the podcast is growing yeah. every month. I saw you guys were in the top 10 of all the podcasts in the world the other day. Mm. Yeah. Hello. Hi. Holla. Hello, episode. Scooch McDonald. Whatever the fuck coming, it was. I mean, it's crazy. And on top of that, you're doing these live shows that are selling out months in advance. Yeah. And that's super profitable. Mm -hmm. And all that comes to you. It's not have to go through the UFC. You make your own schedule. There's no no one tells you what to do or what not to do, what you can and can't say. You don't get some angry phone call from somebody who says, Why'd you say that? You know, you're not supposed to talk about that. Talk about whatever the fuck you want. I can't believe my life, man. I'm, I'm doing the best I've ever done in my life. So a kid like this sees the possibilities of the future, and he goes, look, you got to take what you can take. you got to take what's there. You don't put it aside <sighs> to try to pursue like this potentially lucrative career as a UFC champion. You, you know what the difference is, though, is he's, what, 19? Yeah. He's 19. He's a freak athlete. He's already getting notoriety. He's not, he's not going to be able to take that step into movies like Ronda did or right. George St. Pierre unless he's super successful. Yep. So if he already has one foot out the door now, yeah. you're about to get eight the fuck up in that division at 155. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe he doesn't really have one foot out the door. Maybe these are just things that come his way. He says, sure, if I have the time. I mean, who knows what kind True. of dad, who knows? son relationship he has or how disciplined he is. I don't know. The only time will tell, but... All the trappings are laid out in front of him. When you see that, I mean, and that's what we kind of missed with the Ronda Rousey thing. We didn't really talk about it. She had been able to pull it off. She was so successful. We thought she was the, the exception. The exception. And then Holly Holmes said, nah, check this out. Whack! There's Ain't no, exceptions, no exceptions, motherfucker! Yeah. That's why I think that fight was good for martial arts. 
because it showed you, you can't, you can't violate the rules of engagement. You have to be prepared for any type of engagement. Yeah, it's a fight. To, yeah, it's a fight. Well, Connor said that. He goes, I let no distractions. You know, yeah. I, I think everyone can learn from the Ronda fight. There's no mm -hmm. distractions for me. Smart. And he, he goes, I've been offered movie, TV deals. He goes, I do not care about that. There's no distractions for me. When yeah. I hear that, I'm like, this motherfucker. Is smart Brilliant. because if Rhonda didn't do all those things, if she put all those things aside and just went into a Spartan-like existence from the jump, and never, never variate, never varied from her course, and had outstanding training every step of the way, you're talking about like a truly unusual athlete, truly unusual outlier of an athlete. Is someone who's got that kind of focus her and drive? Mindset. Yes. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens, man. It'll work out. For the rest of the world. Well, I'm, I'm, hopefully it works out for her. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, hopefully. But then again, hopefully it works out for Holly, too. I agree, man. You have to kind of look at it that way. But what's work out? Like if, and you know, I know Ron is not materialistic, but when you say work out, if you're talking about bank account, yeah, she's fine. But it's more than that for her. It's, it's of not course. that. You know what I'm saying? But so work out depends. She's fine because of the way she lives. She's not living like Scrooge McDuck. That's true. <laughs> You know, she's she's pretty frugal for someone who's very wealthy. She has mm -hmm. a small house, you know. She's not yeah. she's not balling out of control. No. So think of that, but then also think about what does she do now, you know? She yeah. had an opportunity for real greatness and for a moment had achieved it. She had this opportunity to be the first ever UFC women's bantamweight champion. She took it and then ran with it, smashed everybody in front of her, and became this gigantic fucking superstar until she fought Holly. But now it's like well, the, this is the whole the fucking game board has changed. Everything's changed. The reality has changed. Everything has shifted. And you need to adjust to this new reality. I, I, I feel like women's fighting is kind of similar to boxing where in boxing, if you lose a fight, you're kind of fucked. Mm -hmm. In the women's division, it's not that deep. So when you lose a fight, you're kind of fucked. fucked. Yeah. There's an Which asterisk. Like, as soon as you lose, it's kind of like, yeah, no, you were mm -hmm. great, but there's a little asterisk here now. Right. Which in men, it's not that way. So let's say Connor and uh, Jose, you know, they can go back and forth. They're going to be fine. Maybe. Maybe. It's interesting. It's interesting, right, man? So interesting. And you know what? How about the fucking strawweight division? It's so shallow that you've got Paige Van Zant, who I love. She's fucking so scrappy and aggressive, and but she's already number seven. She's three and zero. Oh. How about Roses? I think yeah. Roses' records two and three or something. I think Roses like ranked number twelve or something. Is that what she's ranked? Yeah, I think what she's is higher ranked? than that. Isn't is she? she? She might be higher than that. I mean, there's some girls ranked like. The, oh yeah, I'm talking the about the records. Guy, like, the guy Uriah is fighting is ranked number twelve. What is? She's ranked number three, Roses. Yeah, Her Rose, record's like Rose is two and three or something. She's, she's phenomenal. She's badass. Phenomenal. And she's wild, and she does a lot of like really explosive things. Like She does a she's flying armbar. Very, very dangerous. But that, well, that is a goddamn great fun fight, right? But there's not a lot of those in that division. There's not. It's like she's like, for Paige, being that young and that talented and that like, She's fun. Like, she's smiling. She's, she's great. It's all fun and yeah. games until you win that fight and you <clears throat> fight fucking Joanna. Who's Gotta gonna, fight that demon. Who's going to fucking rearrange your face yeah. in five rounds. Uh, or Claudia Gadea, who's a fucking destroyer as well. Claudia's nasty, man. That girl's nasty. You know what I heard? I heard, um, I'm not breaking news. It's probably kind of a rumor. They might announce it already in the press conference. But uh, Claudia and Joanna are the next tough coaches. Ooh. I like that. Do you? Yeah, I like that.
I like that fight. That was a good I split love the decision. fight. Split decision. Yeah, phenomenal fight. Yeah, it's a good fight. Oh, you don't like them as coaches? I don't give a fuck with coaches, honestly. I don't like drama. If I want to watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, I'll watch drama. You know? I, I, I want to watch fights. I want to watch fights. And I'm with you, Joe. But the ultimate fighter is a long process. Yeah. No, I understand. I don't particularly like the fights on the ultimate fighter that much. No, I don't either. I could be wrong, though. That's a rumor I heard. It's from a legit source, but... Yeah. Most of the guys in the Ultimate Fighter, I appreciate the fact that they're learning and they're getting better. And this, but when guys get gassed out in the middle of the first round... That's and tough. It's all like... I, I, I know how hard it is to even do what they're doing. Don't get me wrong. I'm not d demeaning them. But in order for me to really want to pay a lot of attention to fighters, they have to achieve a certain level. Because like, you've seen that level. Right. I've seen it too many times. So I see so many... like. Like Uriah Hall, when he was on The Ultimate Fighter, I was like, ooh, okay. He All could right. do some damage. This motherfucker do some damage. Yes. Robert Whitaker, same thing. I was like, I agree. ooh, okay. You know, um, there's guys. There's guys you see, they go, all right, this, it's this rare, fucking though. dude. It's yep. rare. Like it last night or whatever, early, not last night, two days or whatever, they asked me on The Ultimate Fighter, who do you think can be successful in the UFC? Who would you pay money to see? My answer was no one. But probably no one right now. They have a long ways to go. Who act, actually in, to get to the UFC? They have a long ways to go. The answer is the guy who's the youngest, who's the most focused, who has the most attention to, you could put to it, who's the best athlete, who's in the best camp. Best camp. All there those things. All those things. Like, you, can yep. you capitalize on your experience there yes. and learn and grow? It's a great farm system. It's a great farm system. The problem is you're taking like people that you know they, they might not be fully grown. They haven't sprouted yet. They're not. They're not. And you're throwing them right into the the mixed martial arts Super Bowl. It's interesting because yeah, exactly. Because the Ultimate Fighter used to be guys were you know two and zero, three and zero, and then you know you're on that show and then you kind of have a huge following, and then you're in the UFC and you can have a couple of build up fights, but at least you have a fan base. Mm -hmm. Well, now it's like these guys, are they get launched right into the mix. Yeah. Like, I think, uh, you know, I fought Roy Nelson, which I had no business fighting at the time, and then like six months later I was fighting Gabriel Gonzaga. Yeah. I went from fighting a guy in the Ultimate Fighter with two fights to Gabriel Gonzaga. I was like, what the Former fuck? heavyweight championship contender. Yeah, man. Yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that is the trickiest thing about going from that from that show right into the big leagues. Mm -hmm. What the what the fuck happened in that one dude uh, that fought uh, Efrain Escudero and Efrain beat him? Everybody was all hyped up on him. Dana was like, he's like, oh, an he's Anderson fighting Silva. Felipe Nova. Felipe Nova. He's fighting tonight. Is he? He's on I the think card he's tonight? on the card. I he think a, so. He was a fucking talented kid. Well, he's yeah. one of those guys. You 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 see him against guys who are of a lesser caliber. And he looks like a monster. Yeah, but let's never call him Anderson Silva ever again, well, you everybody. Know, I think it's hard to judge when you're watching people that are fighting people that aren't that good. God damn, he looks shredded there, though. He does look shredded. He's shredded. a Henzo guy. He's but didn't been out he have some while. weird problem where he was, like, blacking out? Didn't he have some, like, some serious issue, like... Like he would have, like, uh, like, a fainting spell or something like that, a medical issue? Like a fainting goat thing? Yeah, there was something wrong. He, he was, was like, out for a while, and then yeah. he was fighting all around. And then he got back to the UFC. Yeah, he fought other places. Um, I'm just looking at Rose and Van Zant. I mean, is that the sexiest fight of all time? I hate to be sexist. Oh, here. dude, look at those wait, two. Is that Tim Means versus John Howard? Are you fucking ass. kidding me? That's the dirty bird, son. Holy shit! I didn't even know this is happening. This is tonight. What? Is it on now? Actually on now? Is it on Fight Pass? 
Really? Whoa. Jesus Christ. Okay, so there's a few fights before you get to Tim Means. That is a fucking bang-up fight, man. That's a great fight. Tim Means is nasty. He's nasty. I mean, he got caught by Matt Brown, but not after he tagged Matt Brown. That was a fun fight, man. It was, was a, a very a fun fight. fight. The Dirty Bird's fun to watch. Oh, yeah. He's super technical. And he's an Albuquerque guy outside of Gra of uh, Jackson's gym. He's yes. at that other gym. What's it, NHB or something like that? I forget. I forget. I should pull it, it up. Here, pull it up. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure, but uh, Tom is his trainer. Why, why am I drawing a blank? Yeah. John Tom Howard. Vaughn. Tom Vaughn is Tom Vaughn is his trainer. To say which gym or no? Um, I'll, I'll find out. Chisa Jim Miller's a good one. Oh yeah, Chiesa. Chiesa. <laughs> I was fucked up. I know. Names. I didn't even know that my, that Jim Miller was fighting. Oh fuck yeah! You that know, Quran one. Jesus Christ. Kaylee Cron. Yeah. She's a little beast. God damn. There's some crazy ass fights going on. It's crazy. What a, what an amazing time. These three days are not. It's almost like 35 fights. overwhelming wealth of goodness that happens over three days. My brain's like. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Man. It's, this is what's going on right now. This fight. Yeah. Uh, this Guy's got some great tattoos. <laughs> Guy gets a set of hair on him. <laughs> It's an awesome time to be an MMA fan. Are you going to go to EBI on uh, Sunday? Is this Eddie Sunday? Eddie Bravo and it's Invitational? Yeah. Are you going? Yeah, fuck you yeah. You'll be back? Come I'll with go me. with you. Yeah. yeah. What time? Um, I, I got a wild ride, man. Um, I fly in early in the morning. I think it starts at... I want to say it starts at 4, 3 or 4, Eddie thinks it starts. I don't know. I'll go for, for sure. Maybe it starts let's at talk five. about it. We'll fi I'll find out what time yeah, it yeah, starts. Yeah, let's talk about it. Well, let's find out. Let's find out what time uh, the Eddie Bravo Invitational starts. I knew I had enough time to get home and take a nap and then head out. And it's uh, it's almost sold out, folks. If you're thinking about going. Be 5 o'clock on Sunday. 5 o'clock? Two days, 23 hours from now. So and what is the, um, what's the name of the, the, the uh, uh, theater? Videos. Oh, it's at the, the venue. Orpheum theater. The Orpheum in, in downtown, which is an awesome theater. It's really cool, fucking old theater. Um, but it's, I, it might be sold out now. Uh, it was real close to sold out up until um, like yeah, last night. So it might already be sold out. But uh, if you want to go see a, a really fucking exciting jiu-jitsu competition and you're interested in martial arts, you're interested in jiu-jitsu, even if you've never competed, you never trained, this is the one to go to. Because, first of all, it's like a, a great bunch of killers that are inside the, uh, the brackets, including Gary Tonin, who's one of the best in the world in, yes. in no-gi grappling. He's fucking sensational. He's a killer. And Danny Propagos, who is a, uh, he went as a brown belt, he was a world champion. Um, uh, Nathan Orchard is in this, who's also one of Eddie's black belts, who's elite. There's, a, there's like a whole bunch of like really good high-level talent. And the system that Eddie's created... The way they reset the fights, they, they battle it out, they have a certain time limit, and then after that time limit, if there's no, no one has finished anybody, then they put them in positions. Like, they'll start off with you on a guy's back, with an over-under hook, with both hooks in, and you say, ready, go. And then, if he taps you, then you get to start in that same position. And it's sort of like overtime rounds in wrestling. Sick. It's a great idea, and it's it's like at first I was like, boy, I don't know about that. But then you see it live, you go, oh, this works, and it's fucking it's, it's super exciting. It's by far exciting. the most entertaining and most well done jujitsu show there yeah. is, I think. What's the website that they can go to if they want to 
eddiebravoinvitational.com. That's what it is, eddiebravoinvitational.com. And if you want, you could, you might be able to still get a couple of tickets for the Orpheum, but it might be sold out. But you can watch it online at Budo Videos. What is it, budovideos.com? Um, go there, and uh, I'm sure Eddie Bravo's uh, Twitter page has all the information, as well as 10thplanetjj.com. I think, I think we're out of time. Are we out of time yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome, man. It's been fun. And always. We got a lot to talk about. We broke it down. We broke it down. This is a, uh, a wonderful time if you're an MMA fan. It's the best, man. This is a shit. It's the best. All right, Brian. the Kid live tour. Oh, San yeah. San Francisco. Sacramento, Portland, Seattle, San Diego, Vegas, baby. A lot of that shit sells out in advance. So get on it, you fucks. All right. Thank you, everybody, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye.